he's just a teeny weeny super guy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that book has also <laughs> been. Oh, the teeny. Yeah. Teeny super guy. Um, I don't know. Okay, so Michelle and I are sharing a mic, so this might get weird. I well, we're gonna try and talk less. <laughs> like we definitely don't need to be talking at the same time. But we do that. We do that a lot. But we have guests. So we're going to try and shut the fuck up. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is Pancake Town, the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. And we're here with um, now three-time guests. Four times? Four times? Oh, wow. I don't know. Well, does the live episode where they were just happened to be there count? Yes. Oh, so four times. In Andersonville. And, and their, their old place. Old place. Four. Yeah. Lifers. Uh, Edgewater Candles, Mark and Steven. Hi. Hello. We don't know. Oh, we oh. kind of have an idea for what we're going to talk about. We do. I feel like well, the whole time gonna I'm just going to feel like I'm about to make out with Michelle. Because our, <laughs> our faces are really close to each other. No, it's I'm fine. not going to hit the button. It's fine. Um, uh, we do. Well, they just moved to this new space. Welcome. What do you think? I, I want to live in, when you're done with it, when you outgrow it, well, there's probably when available you scale spaces. out of it. I saw there was a sign for available <laughs> Yeah, units. I don't think we can afford this now, I'm thinking, in do a few it, years. Do it, do um, it, do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could, this would be perfect. It's, it's perfect. We're so, really we looked so hard for legally live, legally work in the same place, mm-hmm. and um, the architect slash developer told us that he's only doing Evanston because Chicago's rules and regulations make it so difficult yeah. to get anything done. And he still had to wrestle to get this done. This is his third development like this, where he takes a disused warehouse oh, really? and carves it up into live workspaces. Mm-hmm. And he owns at least one other warehouse that he'll be developing in the future when this one's all finished oh. and done. So, um, yeah, the that's why we left Edgewater was because we needed something like this, but we couldn't find anything in it the city. I mean, I look all the time just for the hell of it. Yeah. And there, yeah, there isn't anything. I mean, I think you literally have to like buy a building and then like right. zone it and mm-hmm. get it. Like you kind of have to do that all yourself if you even and, want it to happen. And spend a and year talking to your alderman to try to get the right dollars. permits. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There are some spaces um, down the street from us on Lawrence that um, used to be storefronts that got rehabbed mm. as live work spaces, but they're not this big. Like, I think they're smaller than our current apartment somehow. Wow. And like I said, they've got the just uh, stand up shower situation, which will not work for me. It's I'll brutal. be miserable. Yeah. I've also seen that it's happening a lot in Pilsen. Um, a lot of the shops along Halstead between like 16th mm. and 21st mm-hmm. are, s- a lot of them are becoming live work. They, um, the Pod Majerski yeah. spaces, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they, they have had a lot of live work spaces for a while. We looked into them like in 2008 when we moved there, but they cost like $2,000 a month. Mm. For not a lot of space. Why would you pay that much money to live far away from a train stop? And other things. Because other people have cars. Oh, right. But Pilsen parking is incredibly <laughs> difficult. Who are these people that need live workspaces that can afford $2,000 a month? I this think, though, so you have to remember, that, right? though, like... No? Oh, shit. No, $2,000 a month is not 
that big of a deal when you're combining your costs. Like I had a studio space that I was paying over a thousand dollars for a month. Plus my rent was, but my split of rent was like eight or $900 a month. Guys, I'm real cheap. So, (laughs) so like even, and then moving to the store, that was kind of why like that became, even when we were looking for the store space, we were also like keeping our eye out for like, Oh, if we can find a place that has a retail shop in the lower level, and has like an apartment upstairs and we can like potentially be like, we'd like this whole building. Yeah. Like, because then you can mass all your costs together. You can mass your utility bill. You can mass your Wi-Fi. You can put all of those that your water bill, all of those things can be one bill instead of two. And so like, even though it seems like, Oh my God, that rent by itself is so crazy. You're actually saving a ton of money in other aspects. That's exactly what we found. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's kind of my feeling about like the biggest reason to like have your, have a combined space if you can make it happen. Cause we were doing live work mm-hmm. in our apartment. It was mm-hmm. just untenable and we couldn't grow. Yeah. I, I mean, that's where I'm at. Like. Plus there we were measuring the square footage that we were using as our studio space and deducting that as our work because mm-hmm. the live space was, it was still our apartment. And so that got really complicated. You saw what it looked like. Yeah. We had shelving in living spaces. You, and living, in your bedroom. Yeah. You had candles in your bedroom. It was everywhere. Like how many candles? We sold hundreds? our bureau yeah. in order to store hundreds and hundreds <laughs> yeah. of candles. Yeah. Yeah, so it was getting crazy. This is, yeah, much, this better. is much better. Well, and then when you can move into a space that works better and works more efficiently for what the business side is, then you can make, you can allow yourself some designated life space. Like the irony is that you now have a more dedicated, like this is where we sleep and live and is separate versus oh right, like your mm-hmm. apartment where you were just like cramming it full of business yeah. stuff and it actually wasn't functioning as well as it could have been. And then you're like, and also our living room is filled with candles. Yeah. Like Whereas now it's like, have candles. right. Like now you can literally sit and watch a movie on your couch and not like look at candles while you're doing it. When we moved, we gave away our sofa, which was actually given to us by our friends, Stephen and Nate. And the sofa backed up against where I actually made the candles and poured the wax. And so when I listed it for free on Craigslist, I wrote the back of this sofa has soy wax. (laughs) It's pretty much covered in wax. It's covered in candles. It smells good. It smells great. And if you back it up against a wall, who cares? But FYI, this is a candle maker. It's also why it's free. (laughs) Yeah. Because it has wax all over it. We know that's weird, but we make candles. (laughs) When the landlord was showing our old place to prospective tenants, uh, we were there for one of the viewings, and this uh, lady walks in, and she was looking around, and she saw a sign on our piano that said Edgewater Candles, the one from Rightway Signs. Yeah. And she was like, wait, wait, uh, is, are, is this where Edgewater Candles is? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we're Edgewater Candles, and we're, we have to move to make more room for our business. And she mm-hmm. was like, I buy your candles at Foresighted. <laughs> I can't believe, What? And I was like, well, come move in. It's got great juju. Do you want to live here? (laughs) And she actually just emailed us saying that we got a package and it smelled nice. And she's like, this is probably for your business. Can I give it to you? Which was so sweet. That's so nice. I like it. Amazing. The other cool thing about living here, because obviously the square footage is ideal. The layout is ideal. Mm -hmm. But that parking pad and that huge blob of cement right outside our front door. Delivery, yeah. We received a pallet once at our old place. That truck 
block traffic for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I shouldn't have ordered something that big at our old place, but it yeah. was, uh, I don't even remember. Oh, it was jars. Yeah. And the truck had fortunately a forklift. And so he was able to come out of the truck and he positioned the pallet between two cars on the street. And then luckily he's like, okay, bye. Cause figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've got a pad where an 18 wheeler really did yeah. a few weeks ago, back up, dropped off a dozen, uh, a pallet of wax yeah. and drove off and, we have the bandwidth and it's, we don't have to carry it up two flights of stairs anymore. Oh my God. Yeah. That was the We were worst. there when you, yes, when you got, oh, yeah, we got <laughs> tried leaving and we, couldn't and we couldn't get out open the door. The front door. <laughs> You're like, Steven, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's boxes in front of the door. And they're That's heavy. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was We can't life. move them. <laughs> when we used to bring those up, when we were finished, it was only eight boxes at 50 pounds each. When we would be finished, we would like literally be drenched. Take a nap. Our hearts pounding in our throat. It was just like, I'm going to die. Well, and isn't, I mean, it's funny, like those little things, like you don't, you know, when you think about getting bigger and like growing your company and stuff, like there's a lot of that, that you, you have to like, cause scaling up and like having more space and making, you know, like having a freight access and all those kind of things, like that's not something that everybody needs, but right. like once you start to realize like oh, this could be more efficient if only this or if mm -hmm. only... And, like, you do it in increments where, like, I know people mm -hmm. that have been, like, they'll be in a top-floor apartment, and then they're like, look, we next time we move and live somewhere, it's got to be on the first floor because this is insane. And then the next mm -hmm. time they move, they're like, wait, maybe we should look for somewhere that has, like, a freight entrance or has, like, a better... Like, I know people that have moved because, like, they can't get the mailman to, like, deliver their yeah. shit to them. Oh, I mean, Michelle God. has issues with, like, pickup and delivery and stuff like that. And it's, like, yeah, that changes to, a lot when yeah. you suddenly, when it's, like, oh, now I just have, like, a house and, like, an address and this is the front door. Like, that changes how things get delivered and how many things you might lose or miss deliveries Sounds miraculous. Of, I used to right? pay $400 a year to have a UPS business mailbox. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Because my stuff would get stolen or oh my left gosh. in a weird spot. But also there was, I can't remember what episode it was, but you guys were talking about taking inventory and trying to make it so that if you order like a lot of paper at once, you can right. save a lot on shipping. Or if you have fasteners mm. or findings that yeah. if you can bulk order. And so we found that too. Like if yeah. we order in much larger quantities, right. we can save a huge amount of money. But the only right. way to do that is to have a place to put it when right. it gets here and be able to and be able to it. receive mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So that and was to a, bring it into your home. That's factor. a logistics. Cause we used to take, we would rent a U-Haul and order a, bunch of jars from Menards and then we'd like drive out to, you know, Niles or whatever and load them all up in the U-Haul and then bring them home. And then it would take hours wow. to get them to all out of the U-Haul and, you know, bring them upstairs. And now the jars come to our front door and we still have to take them off the pallet and bring them inside. Well, we can but roll them in yeah. on a cart. Put them on a cart and yeah. then put them in the spot that's designated for them it's, instead of like your dining room. It's yeah. magic. And plus the other, I've never lived, well, I shouldn't say never, but... I haven't had central air in so long and having central air for candle making is super yeah. huge because mm. the air is consistent. The temp the ambient temperature stays the same. The place is really well insulated. It's amazing. I didn't put in our um, main air conditioner this summer for some reason. <laughs> I just kept daring myself to go longer. <laughs> How long can you last? And it turns out I lasted the whole summer. <laughs> You're weird. 
This is the only time I've ever done it. So weird. Do you think you'll but do it yeah. again? I don't know. This might be the only... I kept telling myself, like, this might be the only year you can pull this off. How come? Just... Because be it's usually hotter. Oh, She'll yeah. die. Like, it wasn't that bad <laughs> this year. It'd be, like, two days where it's 90, and I'm like, I can make it two days. Like, so really? Yeah. How did you feel on Father's Day? That was the hottest day I've so ever hot. experienced oh, in Chicago. Yeah, I remember that. Um, well, you know, so we have a window unit in the bedroom. Like, I couldn't sleep in that heat. Um, so... Sometimes if it's ridiculously hot, I'll pick a project that, like a computer project, and mm. go sit in the bedroom. Mm, yeah. But if I have to make things, I'm kind of just like looking at the weather and being like, okay, I'm gonna solder on this day, not this day. Um, and I sit directly in front of a fan. I don't know. That's nice. I grew up without air conditioning. It's not that ridiculous. Yeah. So. And then yeah. we didn't have air yes, conditioning in college for a few years. I that grew up in South Texas, awful. so air conditioning was a necessity. Right. Sure, everyone had it. But, like, still up here, for some reason, it's not a given that, right. air, you know, you have air conditioning. <laughs> I just can't, like, I don't know. We didn't have We didn't have central air in our first two apartments. So for, you know, until we moved two years ago to the house. And then we even looked at houses like we were we put an offer on a house that didn't have central air and we were like, we don't need it. It's fine. We've lived this long mm-hmm. without it. It's mm-hmm. totally great. And now I'm like, I like if we have to move at some point, I'll be like, well, does it have central air? <laughs> and then it doesn't. OK, well, then we're not moving there. I feel so spoiled. Well, yeah. And with those window units in our last place, like mm-hmm. we would have to like strategically turn some of them off while we were making candles, because if they were cooling too quickly, that causes problems yeah but but those air conditioners that are in the windows they're like they do a fine job but you can't really really control the temperature accurately like it's gonna it's either cold or not sure yeah so it was just causing a lot of inconsistencies it's not like even right there were cold spots and hot spots and it was popping fuses i ran down Mm. to the basement so many times oh the wax melter at the same time as the air conditioner not possible yeah pop Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We can't use our microwave and anything else in the kitchen. So the coffee maker microwave blows a fuse. Mm-hmm. Toaster microwave blows a fuse. Yeah. Dishwasher microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Sneezing in microwave blows yeah. a fuse. Sure. Blows a fuse. Yeah. Don't and I your won't iPhone. go down there because it's just like filled with spiders. Oh. So, but I'm always the one who fucks up and forgets. And then oh. I have to be like, oh. you go and then the, put the switch. <laughs> I will literally just pass out from fear. Spiders. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. So speaking of <laughs> popping fuses because of mm-hmm. microwaves, mm-hmm. in uh, Morgan's dorm situation, they have a special device that's a fridge and microwave in one. Okay. So that when you use the microwave, it automatically turns off the refrigerator for the moment that the microwave is on. So for those 30 seconds, yeah. the fridge is off oh. while the microwave is on. So it automatically prevents uh, popping the fuse. Does the heat generated from the microwave affect the refrigerator? No. I don't know. I've n- it, must be, it must be insulated <laughs> yeah. well enough. I mean, they sell these things at Just Costco. Just like, wow, this is like, so weird. Oh. And smart. It's like what all the college kids have yeah. now. Yeah. They're like, you don't have a microwave with a fridge attached to it. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> You're so old. We just got rid of my college microwave um, <laughs> when I moved out of the um, studio a couple years ago. I That's loved good. it so much. 
those QB things that you were popular. It. I loved you it. You loved your microwave? I, it was white with a clear front on it, and no one, you couldn't tell it was a microwave. It oh, just wow. looked like a cool, like it was a little bit smaller. Like square. a square. <laughs> it was square like and white. I loved it. Aww. They don't make cute microwaves anymore. Sure they do. One of my friends yeah. uh, was... For $50. In Japan. Yeah. Oh. One of my friends is rehabbing her kitchen, and she didn't. She had a hood over her stove, but she didn't have room for a full microwave. But KitchenAid apparently makes microwaves that are only the height of a tall mug. Because oh. like, she's like, I'm never going to roast a turkey in there. No. So it's a half-height microwave that also that has the vent. You know what? That makes sense. Why are they so point. tall? Why are they Who's so putting big? whole turkeys right, in like, microwave? Right, because a plate of food, a bowl of ramen. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's all you, you know, but it's that. funny. Like If you watch like the old old commercials for microwaves when they were it first coming out like they're a like turkey. a turkey yeah. on oh my that God. Like a giant casserole thing. dish it's like yeah. with potatoes on the side and it's like a whole meal and then the person takes it out and they're like oh, remember oh, TV finished. dinners I actually we had TV dinners a lot I want someone to start making like gourmet TV dinners with like healthy mm. food because when you're really busy like these other services for exists. like doesn't um, that exist Freshly seems to be kind of close-ish, oh. but it's expensive. Well, yeah. Like, I want to go to the grocery store. Any of those, like, mail-ordery things are, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Expensive. I'm looking for something. Because the, like, Blue Apron, like, if I don't have time to cook, I don't have time to cook. Period. Yeah. yeah. Right. That didn't save me time. Blue Apron is for people who don't know how to cook, like me and Josh. That's what Blueberry Don't you for. still have to cook it? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's it for people. It's for people who are like, what's a rutabaga? Like, it's literally like. <sighs> yeah, I think the, the time saving is that you don't have to go shopping for the ingredients. Oh. And you have to think and of what recipe never, you want. And you don't right. have to come up with it. I love all of that stuff. And you would never buy, like, some of the stuff that they send uh-huh. us, I'm like, I would never buy, like, a fucking mm. fennel root and then, like, cook with it. I don't even know what that <laughs> means. Like, what are you even talking about? But. Then like they're a, like, it's real easy. Cut it apart and put it in this dish. And you're like, oh, okay, sorry. This I'm is an delicious. Idiot. And then Michelle's like, I just put things together and it's delicious. And I'm like, mm. cool. That's the thing in your brain that I don't have in yeah, my brain. Now I want like a fennel and orange salad. Oh, yum. <laughs> like someone would hand me some of the things that come in that Blue Apron thing. And I would be like, what is this? Like, I don't even know what this is. But now I'm like, oh, I would totally go and get like celery root and cook something with it because now i've done it once i love celery root yeah so good yeah yeah like mashed or something we do a root vegetable roast Mm. with Mm -hmm. parsnips rutabaga celery root um turnips carrots carrots. Mm -hmm. it's so good over coconut rice oh man Mm. it's freaking delicious it's accidentally vegan i love it Accidentally oh, yeah. vegan. No, I feel I, like I that's feel, the name yeah. of your new restaurant. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? when th- something's accidentally vegan, you're you're eating it like this is so good. Oh, then wait, you think, hey, I oh, think wait. I, that happens like, to us all the time weird. too. And I'm like, huh, that happened. Yeah. Since mm-hmm. I don't eat dairy, like if I make something that's vegetarian, it's now somehow accidentally vegan. Right. right. Unless there's honey. Right. The don't honey steal from I the bees. Don't get. You're stealing. You don't get the honey. I'm stealing it comes from, from an animal. Are the bees eating the honey? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. If somebody came and wanted I mean, to eat your poop, you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, you'd be Lord. like, no, I don't think 
a bee poop. I'm not eating that, but you sure aren't eating it. It's mine. I don't think honey is bee poop. I mean, but it's, it's like I mean, the cows aren't drinking the milk, you know. <sighs> yeah, Michelle. See, I don't. Yeah, I don't get the problem with the milk either. I don't know. You're trying. You're trying to get a whole new level of people. Not. I get vegetarianism, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Vegan, it's a little harder for me to. Yeah. And then fructarian, where you can only eat it if it's fallen off the plant. Like yeah. a, a step. The tree gave further. it away. Oh what about God. what about those like terrible hipster assholes that only eat shit out of dumpsters? Yeah, freaking. Yep. Freaking. That's some white privilege right there. That just sounds like a great that's, way to not right? be yeah. healthy yeah, and I get sick so, all the actually. time. Yeah, I'd yeah. be worried about nutrition. I think that's just people who want somebody to talk about them. And botulism and E. coli. Right? And like yeah. Isn't that bacteria. just like you want people to be like, oh, yeah, that guy, he eats shit out of the dumpster. Like now you have an identity instead of before you were just... That guy. Uninteresting. I, I couldn't. Now I, you eat out of a dumpster. I'd rather so you have... You can have an enamel. <laughs> you have an enamel pin that's vegan <laughs> or whatever. There we go. Someone... Oh, Use sorry. that idea. We're sitting so close together. <laughs> Fuck. We should put the button more centrally located so everybody can. Have oh yeah. Actually, <laughs> shouldn't they it. have the button? Yeah. Can I? I've never Shut pressed up. it. Can I press it as well? Yeah. No. Nice. That's very satisfying, right? actually. It's. But we thought it was going to be something you could like slam. We wanted your it, it is small. It's, it is. Yeah. It is smaller than I was imagining. It's upsetting Dinky. that it's small. I was imagining the thing like at the family feud. Yeah. That that See? was easy thing. Or, or family like feud. family feud. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We'll find one that's Doesn't, bigger. um, what's there? There's a game called Taboo, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Taboo yeah. has a little. But it, you can't, Wait, this you, is, we, you can Emily record it. No. That's me saying Right, no. yeah. yeah. But that's the size I was imagining. We got to hack yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to find one that's recordable, mm. but the correct size. We also said that we really like that sound that we recorded and now we don't want to record over it yeah it's too perfect so it's perfect it is perfect so now we feel like we have to buy like five more of those so we can have like options and then we'll put little labels on them just have us make a soundboard on an ipad well yeah that's next level shit meow no what no way as if really did you (laughs) i'd like to live in a world where (laughs) (laughs) we can have all our phrases yeah too much um I think that's Do you want to dig in? Dig in. What are we going to talk about? The book I didn't read. <laughs> We're going to talk about a book that Michelle didn't read. Yeah. Have either of you guys read this book? No, Small but it's Giants. been recommended to me by Mm-mm. Seth Godin, who's a, a guy, person you know? that I... <laughs> yeah. I don't know You're him. your best friend. He's, He's not a my guy friend. I know. <laughs> I feel like I know him. I mean, I've listened to him talk to me for a long time. Yeah. He doesn't know me, though. <laughs> Podcasts are weird like that. They are weird like that. You feel like that's you really like know when people person. come up to us and they're like, "Hi, I know this is weird, but like I feel like that's what happened to me twice." Oh, <laughs> it happens to me a lot. It happens to me because people hear me talking and they're like, "Oh my god, are you that lady from the podcast?" I'm like, "Why? How do you know that?" Yep. Because like a hundred people listen to this. Uh, but didn't you recommend this on I did. the podcast? Did I? Small Giants. It's by mm-hmm. Bo Burlingham. It's from a million years ago. Look and see what I the copyright is. 2006, maybe? M M V I. M M V I? That's 2005. 2005. M M V? M M V. There wasn't an audiobook version of it 
uh, from the library. So that's why Michelle didn't read it? <laughs> um, no, what Aww. happened, and I've already explained this to both of them, is that I finally came up on the wait list for Michelle McNamara's book that I've been waiting for for forever. And murders Trump business. It does. I got them on the same day. It's I feel true. bad because I made Steve go all the way downtown to get this from me because I said I need to read it for the podcast. But then my murder book came in, and so... <laughs> I can sum it up for you. Yeah. Okay, Emily so has read it. I have read it. I read it when it came out, so ten years ago, oh, over look, ten years ago. Oh, booyah. Oh, no Return the book. I don't oh. know what it... I didn't read it. Oh, yeah. He's Small like, this book is, is fine. Yeah. <laughs> this book is fine. <laughs> yeah, Seth has, like, a list of, like, books that... Are so, not. it's a good so, book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good book for um, business owners who are kind of, like maybe feeling a little weird about like how how big is too big kind mm-hmm. of thing like what's the you know because business uh consultant people whatever tell you to think about like where what's your one year plan what's your five year plan yeah. what's your 10 year plan um and i think that especially because of the way the internet is you you see other people in your field and you start to be like, oh my God, should I have a studio work live space in Evanston that I get pallet deliveries to? Like, am I behind? Am I doing it wrong? Am I making bad decisions? Am I making the right decisions? Like you start to kind of spiral out of control a little bit where like I've been in business for 14 years and I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. And I'm like, did I choose things wrong? Did things go the direction they should have gone? Um, and like, does, does big necessarily mean successful? Mm-hmm. Like, do, is the goal for everybody like, oh, I make a million dollar, I have a million dollar corporation and I have a staff and I have whatever. Like, is that like, does that somehow have to be the goal? And like for most of the people listening to this, I'm going to guess absolutely not. Right. Um, right. That like very few of us, not because of lack of success, but like very few of us are going to be like, oh, now we're million dollar corporation companies that have locations all over the country. Like that's just not, that's not the point. So this this book is definitely the businesses that it feature are not Michelle and I always call them micro businesses mm-hmm. because we feel like saying small business doesn't, doesn't really work. Like yeah. Panera bread is yeah. a small business. Oh really? So, well, yeah, like it's basically like, I didn't know that <laughs> there's, I mean, there's like weird parameters for like how many employees and like how many locations and like it gets real big before it's not small anymore. Or like a hundred employees yeah. is a small business. Right? right. Like literally. Yeah. yeah. When you look at doing. survey right. things and it's like, how many employees do you have? And it says two to 100. Yeah. And you're like, I'm sorry. Are those the same? Cause what? like having six employees would seem gigantic yeah, to me mm-hmm. yep. so there's the things the people that are featured in this book um like one of the brands is cliff bar um one is ani defranco's record label righteous big records um zingerman's mm-hmm. that's the yeah, bakery ann in yeah. ann arbor mm-hmm. um so there's just some really interesting stories about like from the viewpoint of these business owners, that's kind of like, 
basically points in their growth of their business where they were like making conscious decisions to not get bigger. Oh. Um, and so, and kind of why they did that. And then ultimately where that led their business. So like Zingerman's kind of has a very, they have an MO of like supporting their local community and supporting the, the city of Ann Arbor and like giving back to their community. They do a lot of charitable work. They have like a work program where they basically like give jobs to um, like underprivileged people. And like they, they have all these things that from a business standpoint, you'd be like, well, that's not going to make you money. But they're like, well, no, this is what we're doing with our power basically like Mm -hmm. this is what we've decided to do and like our goal isn't to be in grocery stores across the united states and our goal isn't to have a cafe in every major city and our goal isn't to have a thousand employees like that's not what we're doing um and it's just kind of reassuring like even though you can't you can't really relate on a super specific level because most of these companies these companies in this book are way bigger than any of us Mm -hmm. but it makes you kind of you can relate it back to yourself and kind of be like, Oh, I can see that like you should choose things that are right for you and right for your company and right for your life and not like, Oh, every, like I'm supposed to do this and I'm supposed to make this much money and my goal should be this because it actually might end up derailing you. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times like there's people for, you know, from the outside looking into another company, um, like I, I remember early on at one of the first shows we did, someone came up to the table and looked at the candles and they were like, before they said anything else to us, they just said, how do you scale? And we were like, how do like, we scale? What are you? What are you Marcus talking Lamonas? about? <laughs> but it made me realize that some people get in, go into business yes. to sell the company. Uh, like yes. that, Their goal is to start a business and sell it. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's, that's yes, one way of that's doing it. Yeah. And that's not everybody's. Mo, when it right. comes to starting a business, some people want to start a business and stay small, and they just do it for themselves for the love of whatever they're doing, yeah. and that's great too. There's lots of different ways to do it, but clearly that guy was in it to acquire a business and sell it. So he was interested. How do you scale? Are you the kind of business that I could just buy and then sell? And I'm like, oh, that's a completely you're like you're foreign creepy. Thought to me. We do you want to buy a candle or not? <laughs> but lots of people think that way, yes. and I think yeah. a lot of people expect you to have a business plan that kind of answers that question. And I'm like, that's not necessarily true for everybody. Right. So I think maybe that's what this book is addressing. And I think there's something to be said for like, not, I think, I think people are made to feel bad a little bit when they like, almost as if like you're somehow not taking your business seriously. Mm -hmm. If you don't have some like buyout plan in your back of your brain, like you're not doing it right when that's not true. Like there's a, there's a nice middle ground between like, I'm just doing this for a hobby and I don't care and I'm not worried about branding or like scaling at all and being like, okay, so by 2020, we'll be able to sell this for X amount of money. Like (laughs) there's a, there's a big chunk in the middle there that's missing. But I think that a lot of people like, it's hard to take, you want to be able to take things seriously enough that you are paying your bills and like make, you know, making a profit, but you know, make, making choices to be gigantic 
shouldn't, you know, don't shoot so far ahead because you're probably going to yeah, miss. Yeah, because I think that sometimes for, a, for like our kind of micro business where it's not even small business, it's just sometimes just one person. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the idea of scaling is more like finding a way to make your business set up so that if you did want to hire someone, you could, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't, like in, in that book, The E-Myth, um, where they're talking about the bakery oh, and the pies. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I got, um, I don't know. She didn't get the audio 20 book. minutes in no. the audio book. Oh. No, I did. I had she the audio book. She did get the audio book. And it was so dry. It is really dry. <laughs> it's dry. It but is. But I, I know it's about the bakery. So the yeah, bakery, the but his point wasn't, wasn't to scale her business model so that she could have a bakery in every major city mm-hmm. in the world. It was just so that she wasn't the only person responsible for the business so that if she got sick, the business stops. Right. He was like, you need to be able to scale to the point where if you did need to hire someone, you have systems in place where you can say, this is how my business works. Yeah. Can you help me? So that's a completely different kind of scaling that he's talking about in that book Mm -hmm. than like, than necessarily having your end goal being franchising your business, Mm -hmm. you know, all over the world. Yeah, I mean that's it's so funny that this uh, that we had this set up with you and that this felt like the obvious topic to me because I had so many revelations recently when I spent 2 weeks not sitting in the studio because I couldn't actually comfortably sit and I was so mm. afraid of sitting in the chair that I had that muscle spasm and like I was just frightened of experiencing that again Mm because it was the worst thing ever and like having to have all these really difficult conversations with Steve who's like um if you like keep doing this to yourself and break yourself who's making jewelry right because there's no one else like he's just packing and shipping things and taking things to stores and the post office and stuff he's like you have to find another plan this this can't be the plan it's not self-sustaining this way yeah and I realized a couple things like I've been pricing things and running the business to maintain the life I currently have not the life that I clearly want I have these goals like Mm -hmm. we want a car and a house and but but I haven't set my business up to obtain those goals at all Also, another somewhat unrelated (laughs) realization I had um, because of the back injury was that um, the reason I don't prioritize myself is that um, I, like, am more satisfied by working all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I think when you're in that situation where you're like, I need to put myself first because it feels better. That doesn't feel better to me. What feels the best is working myself to death. That feels fucking great. But I think your back injury should, like, because if it's not, because some people will respond well to, like, oh, you need to relax, and, like, that feels better, and don't you love to, like, go and lay around and do nothing? Like, you need to let the back injury remind you that, like, on a practical level, you have to take care of yourself so that you can keep working. Right. And I, like, I've been like doing... trick yourself into it. Good at fighting that. Um, but, like, um, one of my first work days back, um, I was presented with this, okay, you could stop working now, 
and make dinner and do some stretches and read before you can go to bed. Or you can work until like 10 or 11 and finish that list. And I'm like, finish the list, obviously. <laughs> That's what I want to do. That it's would be drug. so much better. And I'm like, uh-oh. That I just like identified my problem. Yes. That's why I do it. I love abusing myself. You're addicted to it. Yeah. So, and then Steve told me I need a therapist. So. <laughs> well, I think that's, well, I'm going to raise prices so I can get a therapist. I think that's part of scalability too. Like there's the one, there's the one level of like saying like, okay, Mark and Steven like made plans mm. to move. We're going to, oh, we have to break in two minutes. Yes. Well, like if you guys physically scaled and we're like, we're moving to this new location and we have more space and we have a better like process for receiving things and like a better layout for producing things. But then there's also like scalability for like changing your own schedule or like setting up your studio space differently in your own house just or your like internal process, literally just like changing how mm -hmm. you do something yeah. can also be like, mm -hmm. Oh, we scaled up by, choosing this or choosing this like when I closed the store that was like a conscious choice for the business where I was like this is something that like I'm gonna burn myself out having mm -hmm. this shop and it's not it doesn't feel right for me anymore so like instead of running it into the ground I'm gonna be aware of it's inevitable end now mm -hmm. and then move on and like make some different choices because I know that that's better for me. And you're on top of it. Right. And if your staff, if your whole staff is you, then like you have to make choices for the good of your staff. Like you have to be like, what do the employees need? Oh, the only employees are me. Okay. Well then what do I need? Yeah. Like you can't treat yourself like you're not an employee cause you are. And like if you were your own boss and you were treating yourself the way you treat yourself, like, you would yeah. quit. I mean, I always joke that I'm <laughs> like, I have the shittiest boss. Right. I have the And I wish boss I would too. stop making that joke. It's just making it worse. <laughs> um, anyhow, I have like, I want to You've take thoughts. the break. Okay. Yeah. I already have a question. Yeah, we'll and I break. just want to make you guys tell us all kinds of things. I have one question. Okay. I'm going to come up with more questions, but we're going to come back. Thank you. And okay. you guys are just going to teach, like, school us, basically. Oh, get ready. I think. You Sounds good. Yeah. Idea. All right. Break. Okay. We're back. Uh, this is still Pancake Town, the podcast. And I'm still Emily. <laughs> Wait. Are we airing this as one episode? Yeah. So we don't need They're them. back from break. Yeah. They w maybe they went on vacation and like they forgot all about the podcast and now they're listening to the second half. Okay. Of the same episode. Oh. Or and maybe what, we have what if twelve we put an ads ad in between. Between. And they're like, what were they talking about? How are we going to get twelve ads between now? And, and then Tuesday? we have to re we make them up. Okay. And then bill people. Okay. <laughs> so we recorded this ad for you. Please give invoice. us $50. Hope you like it. Hope you like it. <laughs> um, if you don't, call our lawyer that we don't have. You can call my lawyer. <laughs> She'll be like, why am I getting calls about a podcast? <laughs> what is this about? Okay. So I, I guess I want really hard to like uh, focus in on like really the hard. change it. Yeah, I don't know. Focus hard. Focus hard. <laughs> Stake it. 
<laughs> um, to yeah, to focus on you guys and like all the new shit that's yeah. going on. Um, and the first thing that came to mind is I was so impressed with how you knew exactly how many candles you made per hour per day. Um, and obviously, um, moving to the new space means you're more productive because things are concise, I guess, like whatever. So like, what are those numbers that have changed and do you know why they changed exactly? Like what part changed that? Well, we don't have, we haven't like done a day of full bore going straight out just candle making. So mm. we haven't like tested the limit of our daily throughput yet. Mm. Um, but the increased capacity mostly lies in the greater amount of surface area. Okay. So we have more surfaces that we can stage wicked containers that we can then attack, you know, pour, 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 pour. Um, we actually today ordered a new wax melter that will... Right, you were telling us yeah, that. Which is extremely exciting. It's twice the size. Twice the size. So we'll be able to, you know, when we finish pouring all the wax within the wax melter, we have to fill it up, wait for the wax to melt. And we're not sitting around twiddling our thumbs. But if we have all these surfaces covered in yeah. wicked containers, I could pour them all, like I was telling Steven, like imagine Monday I set up all the containers on all the surfaces. On Tuesday, I just make, you know, 36 dozen cedar lavender, you know, whatever like yeah. that, and just have these crazy productive days and these cycles and the added productivity of making a batch of just one fragrance to like really bolster our inventory to prepare for this season rather than yeah. two dozen rosemary grapefruit, two mm -hmm. dozen tomato leaf. Or, or making stuff based on like a store restock or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like being like, okay, well we only need this many. So let's just make this many <coughs> when right. you could actually like be like, obviously in the next six months, we will probably sell this money mm -hmm. based on last year's numbers or whatever. And then you just be like, yeah, let's make all of those pack them up real nice in the space that you have. And like now that you have more space, you can allocate more space to finished inventory, exactly. which is great. Yeah. Cause it used to be in the, in our last apartment, we would make a batch of candles and then we could not use that surface area again for another batch until everything was cooled and they were done, but that takes hours. Mm -hmm. And so here, like what Mark was just saying, with more surface area, we can make the quantities at once much larger. And then the other problem we were running into was where are we going to put them all when they're done? Right, once they're finished. Once they're finished. Um, and you saw what it looked like. We were there were you know floor to ceiling in random places. And now we have a much more organized system where we can keep everything where it needs to be mm -hmm. and much more accessible when we do need them. It's far so. more organized. Um. So does that mean you can add like <coughs> more scents um, or aren't you adding something else new? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what, we're working I, on a Palo Santo it? right now. Um, but also like a new product or something. Yeah, right? we're working with, uh, so you know at Show of Hands we always, not always, but in the past two Show of Hands we've had those bath bombs. Mm -hmm. And for, for so far, it's been an exclusive premium just for show of hands. Here is this free thing. When you buy X number of whatever, you get this free bath bomb. Mm -hmm. It's only at show of hands. It's only this one thing. 
and it's been an incredible premium to help help promote Show of Hands and our participation at Show of Hands. And throughout the year, since we've done that twice now, we get these emails. Where can I get those bath bombs? Where are the bath bombs? Right. Give me the I, like. I'll pay you. Give me the bath bombs. <laughs> Give me the bath bombs. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Polar Bear Bath makes those for us, and so we got in touch with her again. She's gonna make more bath bombs for us in a wider range of scents um, because we don't want to limit the availability to the customer anymore because it was exclusive to show of hands for the free thing. And we'll still have complimentary bath bombs with a certain kind of purchase. Um, but then for whatever else, you know, they'll be available. Um, we're also prototyping a few other um, beauty and bath products. I thought that's, like, I'm thinking you said something about, like, um, fragrance. Mm -hmm. Okay. We, like, every single up? day, somebody says, I would wear this orchid neroli okay. if I could. And okay. so we're working on a perfume. I don't know if it's going to be solid or liquid, roll on, or, you know, the kind that you put on sort of like Carmex. I don't know how to describe it. But the other thing with. Like, car oh, like you put on Carmex. A, you know how you like smear your It's like a little finger. Comparison. That's all I can. Do people you know, know like chapstick. Like a balm. People know what a solid a perfume scent is? Balm. Yes, for sure. Oh, okay. A yeah. solid, yeah. A solid balm. perfume. Solid yeah. Perfume. Yeah. 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 So Let's keep saying yeah. <laughs> so but, back again. But prototyping new candles specifically in the old place was also extremely challenging because to make a new fragrance, sometimes we'd have to make four dozen candles to get it right, to get the ratios right, and to, to test the candles. And so like just storing prototypes was mm -hmm. a space issue for us. Like if we wanted to come up with two or three new scents for the holiday, We'd have to have like room to to make you know dozens of candles that normally would be occupied by our current line. So this space is going to afford us that you know that capacity too to yeah. spread out for prototyping. We're still working on Palo Santo. We're so close, but you just you know it's what breaks your heart is when you think you get the scent right. <clears throat> the candle has matured for two weeks. You light it and it smells like nothing. Mm. And we hear from customers, are these those candles that don't smell like anything after you light them? And I'm like, no, because we test them all. And it is so depressing when you get a candle that doesn't smell like anything. And you know what? It might smell amazing in paraffin, but soy has such a weak throw. You've got to really get that combination of oils just right for the soy to carry the scent. And not all fragrance oils carry well in soy. And that's what we have to find out. Hmm. Oh, and the other new, like, I guess it's not a product, but more of like a service is that we're now able to like offer classes right. in this space because we have a whole part of the studio that can be dedicated for teaching and having events and classes. And yeah. that was something that was virtually impossible in our last apartment. It was a challenge to get four people in yeah. any of those rooms comfortably. But now we could have 10 people yeah, for sure. around that table and, you know, learning how to make candles or having a candle event of some sort. So that's another thing that we've been sort of you also could like not, I mean, n you could have levels of things where it's like, I could see you doing like a class where like literally people are actually making their own candles and they're going through the process and they like leave with a candle or X number of candles. But then like people would also pay to just like come and like see you doing the stuff and like get a tour of the space mm. and like do a demonstration and like, and maybe that's just like another level of, you know what I mean like I yeah. feel like you could there could be different levels of experience and then there could even be classes that are like 
you know, multi-day things where it's like Like first class, you're going to learn how to do this. And then you come to the second class and we're going to learn how to do this. And like, because one class could be entirely about scents, like creating scents. And Mm -hmm. like, you don't even make a candle in the first class. And then the second class, we learn how to like incorporate that into a candle. Like, I think there could be lots of levels Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. and then if you even brought in other makers and stuff you could have other kinds of classes in here even there's another kind of class slash event that i've been thinking about and i'm not sure how to implement it but i have heard from many people that the idea of doing something uh repetitive and mindless is extremely attractive to them for sure so like peeling off a thousand stickers one at a time and adhering them to the bottom of a wick assembly for me is like oh my god i have to do this again and then other people are like, oh, I would actually pay you to sit there and what? peel off a thousand. That's what stickers. I was wondering where you're going. I'm like, are you telling me that you found a way to charge people to do work for you? <laughs> so there's like a whole uh, thing on Airbnb events of helping a maker. And it's like, what? you're not making... It's make- just intern management. Right. I'm like, wait, how do... Is this a thing? So I mean, I don't know about charging people. Wait, but right, no, I certainly think that you could... De- Airbnb, Airbnb events... events. What's Airbnb you don't know event? About that? Well, it's exactly sh- what it sounds like. Yeah, it's it's uh like you know how Dabble is superior in every way as far as like teaching people about classes sure. and getting the word out. Airbnb events, I think, is sort of copying Dabble's yes. business. Oh, for sure. No, for I sure. haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's not a place to stay; it's a thing to do. Okay. When you go to Airbnb and you pick your city, it's like, do you want to do something or stay somewhere? And one of the things is helping a maker. Yeah. Michelle's like, I'm going on that website right and now. And so people pay you to help you that's some of the things i've seen yeah. and i don't i don't want to charge someone to, to make work assemblies i just want to offer it like you're, anyone who's listening if you want to come and do routine mindless work you are absolutely welcome because wow. to wick I think, hundreds you know what? of jars i think the way you could make that work is if you set up if you did something that was kind of like open studio maybe oh, yeah. So that it wouldn't have to be, because like you'd want to take out the like management of it part, because that's just like now you're just spending, now you've just created a new job for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you took that away and just said, look, every Saturday or every Friday or whatever, from this time to this time, it's open studio, it's open warehouse work time, and if you come here, we're gonna give you a job. Like, if you come during that time, you're here to hang out with people, meet us, learn about the space. We give you a tour. You leave with a candle that, you know, we just give you whatever because we're thanking you for helping us. Uh And, like, you might do – you'll be doing anything from assisting, pouring, to setting up wicks, to moving inventory, to putting labels on jars, like – I, like 10 years ago, I would have been all over that shit. Really? Uh, for sure. Loading up the Subaru because with Because I candles. think that people, I mean, we take it for granted that we know people. Like, we're lucky. Like, we do, you do these events. That's why people, a lot of people do events like Renegade and Show of Hands and trunk shows and farmer's markets because, like, that's your way of networking and that's how you end up meeting people. And so I think that we, as makers, take for granted how fun that is and how we need to do that and how we like doing those things. Mm-hmm. But there are people who like, they're not going to give up their full-time job. They have no want or need to do that. Mm-hmm. And like they have a family or they whatever. And like they want their hobby time 
to be like hanging out and meeting people or like maybe they want to learn about how, how does a business like this work? I'm just curious. Like, it might not even be a thing where they're like, someday I'm going to own a candle company. Like, it might just literally be like, I want to be around some nice people and, like, see, because they're curious and interested. And, like, I go to music events with Josh where I'm just like, I'm not going to become a musician. I have no, in like, I'm not going to be a recording artist. I'm not here to, like, quote, unquote, learn anything. But it's super interesting to me, and I want to go, you know, like, and if he was like, we're going to go help this theater group move stuff, I'd be like, cool, let's do that. That what sounds if, like a nice thing to do. What if they spent 30 minutes teaching you how to fabricate things out of foam? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> That's a fascinating uh, like way to approach it. Because I think that, like, especially, like, show of hands, shoppers have kind of showed me that, where, like, the most of the people I interact with on a daily basis are like 99% of them are other makers. They're people who get mm -hmm. the world that I live in. They get making products. They get the struggle. They get the social media anxiety. They get the like trying to get into stores and trying to come up with new ideas and trying to not have your shit get stolen from people. Mm -hmm. Like, but then I'll have a conversation with somebody outside of that industry and they're like, Oh my God! What do you do for a living? You run a craft show. You make greeting cards, and like they're genuinely like blown away by it. In the way that if I met like an orthopedic surgeon, I'd be like, "What do you mean you're a surgeon? What does that mean? Yeah. Like, do you cut people open? That's incredible. How do you know how to do that? Yeah. Like, it's the same awe and amazement. We just don't see it that way because we're like, yeah, Mark and Stephen make candles. Big deal. Yeah, big deal. Like, right. cool, yeah. super cool. I appreciate it. I get it. I love it. Not amazed by it because it's a. Th I also make things. Michelle also makes things. But like, there's a there's a huge population of people. The majority of human beings do not make things. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we, like, I say this at the print shop that I work at, where I'm like, you. I tell the boss, like, you have to remember that what you do is real cool. Like, it's weird and cool, and no one <laughs> understands it. People get a beautiful printed thing in the mail, and they don't have any concept of how that came to be. Yeah. And then you show them this giant two-ton piece of machinery that gets ink put on it and paper run through it, and then this pretty wedding invitation comes out. Like, n people don't get that, and they like to be shown. This is how that happened. Yeah, and so I think it, like, creates another level of appreciation and connection and connection and in this world where all we're doing is looking at pretty posed shots of things on the internet i think that people are a little starved for like that's why events keep doing well is because people are like i need to go talk to a human being right now like i need to get out of my house and look cute and go get a drink and mm -hmm. buy some cool stuff directly from the person that made it because the internet is not fulfilling anything in me. And so like classes and participation and like making a friend, like that stuff that people are valuing more and more, I think. And if you can attach that to like, yeah, we're doing this cause it's fun. And like, if you end up getting some like free work out of it, how cool is that? Like, and ultimately one of those people will probably turn into an assistant or an employee or 
you know, a PR person or, you know, like you have no idea. Or just a friend, yeah. Yeah, or just like a cool person that yeah. you now have met and like, remember when you were, used to be helping us with labels? That was cool. Now you own your own business. That's yeah. cool. Like, I think that that's, and I think we all have experiences like that where we've been given a weird opportunity that like then led to something else. Yeah, we've been really lucky to have a, a group of friends of ours who offer to help us at craft fairs and shows. Yeah. And to them, it's a really unusual way to spend an afternoon. Mm -hmm. For us, right. we've done it's it so many work. times yeah. that it's like it's kind of work and it's like it's just what you do. And the novelty wore off really fast. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, and it's great and we love it, but it's like it, it's, it's not mysterious or unusual anymore right. for us. But for people who are outside of that world, like you were saying, when they get a glimpse into it, yeah, it's like, really fascinating. Yeah. And so I think with classes, that is another way just to like let people see what this place yeah. looks like on the inside and what it looks like to do candles and to have a candle business. And have I you think had a class yet? Not yeah. yet. Well, we did the one at Camp Promise. <laughs> When's, um, do you have a class scheduled? When no, are they we, starting? We're going to do a little dry run first. Okay. And then... Mark's done, Mark's done classes outside of our facility. Sure. Um, and so he knows, you know, how he wants the class to run, um, essentially. What we haven't done is tried it here. Okay. And so we're going to, um, like he was saying, like do a dry run and kind of like imagine like what would it look like here? How does it, you know, feel to do it in this kind of space where we're in complete control of the environment yeah. as opposed to kind of like fitting ourselves into someone else's space. Uh, and so it's going to be a little bit of trial and error and experimentation. Yeah, and I want to get feedback from people who aren't afraid to tell me, oh, this is the part that was boring. Right. Like or this or, didn't, yeah, this, this was confusing. If the class was an hour longer, it would be great. Or if it, or it was too yeah. long. Or like, why didn't we get to do this? Or I wanted to learn more about the hydrogenation of soy oils. Yeah, more, more, <laughs> oh, more. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I didn't Let's care about that part show. at all. <laughs> That was really boring to me. <laughs> Please don't ever talk about that ever again. I keep thinking like, oh, obviously the holidays would be a good time to have classes because people want things to do with their friends and gift making and stuff. But that's also when you are like the the most crazy busy. people. Yeah. yeah. You're if you're here, you're making candles to sell, or you're not here because you're out you're selling, selling things. Mm -hmm. Like that's I feel like we can carve out a tough choice. two, three evenings a month, you know, because if wow. the class is two hours long, that's, you know, four hours of work on our part. So I feel like we're going to figure out a way to make it work. Because I think, like you said, the connection with an engaged, yeah. uh, you know, customer that's maker focused is just irreplaceable. Well, and it's, I mean, the, the sidebar thing is always like, that's part of your branding. Like if you if you're creating these, if you're having something more to talk about, like that's just another mm -hmm. reason for people to pay attention and like set you apart from some other business that they might have bought a candle from yeah. or give money to. So um, I think it's just like one more thing to be like, oh, we moved to this new space. We're doing these classes. Right. We have and this. Amber was saying that like, she's been noticing that a lot of people are, starting to become more interested in giving experiential things as gifts yeah. as mm -hmm. opposed to mm -hmm. physical stuff. stuff. Yeah. And so like, not only could it be just like 
you're interested in doing something, but maybe yeah. that's something that you know a friend of yours would be interested in. Here's instead of buying a candle for you, yeah. I'm going to buy you a class. And I know a lot of I've seen a lot of places do like kind of themed classes. Yeah. Like if leading up to Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. it was like this is a couples like we have this like special couples class. Like bring your sweetheart. Or yeah. Um, and then yeah, have it be you're making a candle. You're making a candle for the person you brought, mm-hmm. and they're making a candle for you. Or like it's specifically yeah, chocolates. Mm-hmm. Or or there's like you're serving something that goes with it. Or it's like a kids class, and it's like only for kids. Yeah, we've been trying Get to brainstorm of like collaborations. Too. You'll just listen back to the episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's all being recorded. He's like, I'm not going to listen to this. She's I writing our curriculum. We don't listen to them anymore either. No, we don't listen to it anymore. <laughs> um, no time for that. Uh, are you going, <laughs> do you or are you going to offer like customer pickup, order pickups? So yeah, we were thinking about uh, by a, not by appointment, but special windows. Like yeah, on this day from do. X to X, yeah. you can come in and shop like it's a store oh, or pick shit. up your order. Because yeah. we have all the legal things are in place for this mm-hmm. to be a place where we can conduct business. Um, so yeah, that would be super cool. I think to have like a pop-up shop at our like location. around the holidays, mm-hmm. like can we have an outdoor market here <laughs> in the parking lot? No, serious. I'm so serious. I can tell <laughs> like literally in front, like have people inside, but then also have people out we will see. in the yard out there. Let's talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, you can do all kinds of last minute, like before yeah. um, yes. Christmas, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's. Do people buy their father's candles? Nope. Sure. No. At that nope. renegade Father's Day. <laughs> <thing. Like no. laughs> it was really hot that day. I don't think people. It was hot. It was hot. It was like really feel. It was was raining. Also, like I don't think people really buy their fathers like. Um, handmade gifts, do they? I don't know. Michelle, we were at another show yesterday when yeah. it started to rain, uh-huh. and we both looked at each other and were like, Michelle was right. <laughs> every, <laughs> every time it rains, we're like, Michelle oh, yeah, is no, sitting like, with her tea, yeah. and she's like, that's it why rains. I don't do outdoor shows. <laughs> no. And Steven hurt his back picking up a tent shows. weight, and he's like, oh, Michelle was right. Michelle was right. <laughs> I'm like, why don't we listen to her? Um, I... You, I think it's terrible. fine to do them for a few years. You're only yeah. a few years in. Year you now. can quit eventually. Also, ha- they have very hardy product. Can we just say that? That's true. They're That's like different. True. It my, is different. Like, yeah, yeah. My yeah. shit literally yeah. does not fare well. Like, if it rains, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Like, I'm out. Even, like, wind for me, remember? Yeah. Square Roots. Square Roots like, was a nightmare. I couldn't put my study There was, like, out. baseball yeah. diamond sand on yeah. everything we brought. Her earrings were literally flying off of her display yeah. thing. They were flying off the shelf. It was <laughs> terrible. Not in the way you want them yeah. to. It was terrible. But yeah, my very like first outdoor any, show, ugh. it thunderstormed at one point during both days. Mm. And like uh, I was sharing with people who made soap who also don't want their product to be wet. Nope. Um, and yeah, that really just... No bueno. Yeah. Yeah, I won't... Show of hands will never, there will never be an outdoor show of hands. Or in a gym. It just makes, or in a gym. I don't know. What if it's a fancy gym? Like the, like if the it's athletic a fancy, club? Yeah. Well, then, yeah, yeah that's fine. Schmancy. <laughs> yeah, do that. Well, I'll do that. Or Can like we, a nice field house. I think they've got to be some nice field houses. 
Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some venues yeah. that could work, yeah. but like, I'm specifically talking about like literally a gymnasium, like in a school. Mm. We're We've not, been there. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like, we were at uh, the River Point Tower yesterday. Four, four, yeah, four, they West did Lake. an event yesterday yeah. the, the, and the agreed building to do that looks this. like a deodorant stick. <laughs> I like to think it looks like what? the old McDonald's hot apple pie boxes. It does look like a hot apple yeah. pie box. Yeah. I don't so, think it looks like anything. It looks like a building. It looks like a pillow box. <laughs> I've never thought about it. So we did that event and then, you know, I Instagrammed it. And, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, anyway, I'm looking at the elevator banks during a slow moment. And one of my friends comes out. And I didn't even know she worked in that building. And I just ran over to her. I was like, Latasha! And I haven't seen her in years. We worked together at my first job in Chicago when I... Oh, wow. Gosh, 2002, 2003, we worked mm-hmm. together. It was so crazy to see her. It was awesome. But it was where the event was specifically timed to coincide with like this office building's like lunch hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I've done a couple of those. That's what it was sort of geared towards. But usually for the holidays, for right? For the holidays, yeah. So what were the other vendors like there? Uh, cupcakes. Uh, herbs, fresh herbs like okay. basil and rosemary, and uh, uh, handmade um, accessories like scarves and, scarves and leather goods. Did you goods. pay to People be a part do of that kind of? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that's the ones I've done have always been like, please come to this. They provided a table. We won't charge you. They had a captive audience. It went yeah. really well. And then you're just like, yeah, I'll show up for that show. But it's gonna be every month. Every it's gonna be on certain Wednesdays as time allows. Okay. Huh. It was fun. I mean, Are you going to follow up on that in the Pancake Town group? Oh, sure. I posted like, on there. I know. Yeah. I, it seemed like people were curious about it, wanting to know how it went. Yeah, I didn't it was realize not, it was free. It was free. It was, uh, I don't think it was a waste of time. It was, um, you know, the most expensive part was parking downtown. Whatever. I paid $16 on a meter. Big deal. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> it's 33 yeah, in their garage. So bad. I was like, oh, yeah, you just, there. yeah, you got to. Be like, yeah, I can get, I can do a day of. I mean, it's still cheaper than like Ubering there. Yeah. For you know, yeah. someone who can Uber. But the interesting events. thing about that event is that they are hoping that it's going to be, kind of like a standing, date, like uh-huh. a predictable-ish kind of thing. It's not. It wasn't just like a once and done kind of thing. Yeah. And the power of this, uh, the property management company Heinz, is they own ten buildings in Chicago, and so they want to do cute markets like this in other in other buildings? they've got other residential buildings and other commercial buildings and then so we've like agreed to be a heinz platinum partnership program person of course you have so <laughs> you did one event and you're like sign me up sign me up mm-hmm. and so they may or may not choose to like buy a jordan candles as gifts for corporate gifts oh, wow. or they may or may not choose to invite us to other pop-up markets and uh-huh. their other properties which is really interesting because a wednesday afternoon I don't have any other market. It's usually on. nothing happening. Yeah. So right, it's not no, but away like you, right. you are also prepping for events that are on the weekend. Yes, true. It's not like yeah. you're saying you're sitting around doing nothing. No, never. That's never oh. the case. And now that we live in Evanston, everything in the city isn't like okay. We need to plan more time to drive. And it's like an extra fifteen minutes. Every, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have so many thoughts right now. I want to try and um, see if I can wrap up the whole, like, growth stuff. Oh, I had a few things I wanted yeah. to mention. And then it feels like we need to talk about events because you guys mm-hmm. are, like... Have done all the events. Yeah, you're... Gluttons for punishment? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, more growth stuff. Yeah, so um, when we started approaching brick and mortar stores to carry our candles, it was you know terrifying and awesome when they said yes. Mm -hmm. um, and the most important part of that was really listening to their feedback and the constructive criticism. And we heard from several of the retailers that it's almost impossible for a customer to simply smell the candle because if they have it out as a tester, the label is now disassociated with the container because mm -hmm. the label's in the top. When a customer opens a candle, it's a three-piece lid because it's got mm -hmm. the band, the piece of paper, and then the lid. And so the piece of paper falls on the ground, gets stepped on, torn, mm -hmm. and then the store, that's not saleable anymore. Um, and so also the shelf presence, when you're looking at a wall of candles, they just all say yeah. ball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the stores were like, some customers have actually asked, is this mayonnaise? Oh, wow. And I mean, I get it. That's not a stupid question. It's just a cream it's colored. Kind of, it's kind of a stupid question. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, but, you know. Like, pick it up and. It's n it's literally on a shelf in a store. Yeah. Is it mayonnaise? Yeah. It's not, you're not. It's not next to ketchup at and the relish. bodega. No, but, you know, like, what is wrong with you? to be reminded, like, um, the insanity that customers bring to your business. you have to be Yeah, yeah you have to be crystal so. clear. Well, yeah, that's it. the I thing it. is, like, when, yeah. when you're like, you need to have this say, like, this is a soy candle mm -hmm, on it, mm -hmm. and people are like, do I? And you're like, no, you do. You really you do. Know, like, yeah. you literally have to have it say, this is not mayonnaise. Do not yeah. eat this. I mean, we talked about these things yeah. last yeah. time we were at your place, and you've implemented, like, all those things we talked about. Yeah. yeah. The other problem was that in Chicago, some people go to stores because they have already seen us at a fest. So they mm -hmm. know our faces, they know our character, they know us. And that's part of our brand in Chicago. When we want to approach stores in other cities, that label that we had before, every single fragrance is in the exact font. Red ginger saffron reads on paper the exact same as lemon, mm -hmm. green tea, lemongrass, mm. or rosemary mm. grapefruit. Mm -hmm. or So... That's why we teamed up with Jenny Mesher of Three Letter Birds to do the new artwork. So cute. And so every single piece of art is... <laughs> Those are great reactions. They're just so cute. I haven't like seen them all so together like this. And that's cute. So if this is on a store shelf in yeah. Los Angeles and nobody knows us, these pieces of art will clearly oh, communicate the character sure. of the brand sheet, and the candle. If you're, yeah. if you're it's just next level. At it. It's next level for sure. They're so cute. I like the Fraser fur. Oh, I literally I just it. want like, a, I want a fucking <laughs> yeah. t-shirt that has that rosemary grapefruit on it, like for no reason. <laughs> so she, like, that's stupid. Why would I walk around with a t-shirt that says rosemary grapefruit on it? Because it's, it's amazing. So it's amazing. cute. <laughs> Can't you see these as playing cards? Or? I'm just going to say, mm. I'm going to say to all the typography nerds and like super special shout out to Jenny from me, like type designer to type designer, girls got fucking skills. Yeah. Like not one of these damn things is a stupid font. These are all hand drawn. Every single mm -hmm. thing on here is a hand drawn typeface. Shit. It was I like amazing. the tomato leaf. Like lot. all of these could be fully developed into fonts. Every single thing on here. And you know what? Get I gotta, on it, Jenny. <laughs> I got to say, her her uh -huh. strength, uh -huh. uh, aside from being an incredible artist, was she reached out to us before a show of hands, just out of the blue, saying, I would love to design something for something you're doing, just wow. because I want to. She's smart. And she did the champagne, and after that... Oh, right. Yeah, that was the that first one. Yeah, yeah, and that's what gave us goosebumps, and we were like, let's talk more, because this is legit, and we need to have more personality on our brand in cities where people won't ever have seen us and may never see us. But part of that was that we gave her all of these candles to like smell and live with for a while so she could really get a sense of like 
what they were like and what the personality of the oh fragrance was like so that when she was going to do the art that she could try to capture that it's kind so, of essence. I mean, like she did the colors. To her credit, like, to her credit as a designer, like mm-hmm. it's so I want to see it again. Like yeah. there's something to be said. You know you're a talented designer when you can create this many. Like how many are there on here? 20? 18? Mm-hmm. Like times when you can create so many independently strong graphics that all like if you singled these out and just had them stand alone they would be amazing by themselves but they're all so different and yet on this page you're not like they're consistent this doesn't go with this like it's still cohesive because it's all her Mm -hmm. it's coming from her hand like that's that's when you know you're a good designer. I think also like um, obviously the the color coordinates with the scent, but that it's just like another level of like smelling without smelling. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yes. Which the old labels with just a f- type font, it was mm-hmm. hard to convey. Doesn't that. communicate anything like mm-hmm. that. And that's why we're thinking of you know approaching stores that we might not be able to directly interface with. Yes. This is a, a way to really help communicate yeah, what we're trying sure. to get across. So it was like solving all these pain points of our stores. And, and like now when a customer takes the lid off, they're still going to know what scent they're burning. Because mm-hmm. we've had customers say, I bought four candles, took all the lids off. I don't remember which yeah, one I like the all. best. Yeah. I'm pointing at Emily right now. <laughs> and that's a weakness. And now Who we're going to like, What do you do with the lids? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right. They're gone. Like, I'm not a particularly organized or neat person. I literally but somehow the I managed then, to put the no. lids back on my candles. <laughs> and then I'm literally smelling them and then, like, handing them to Josh. And I'm like, is this, is this black pepper? What is this? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> the only one I'm like, well, this is cedar lavender. Cause that's yeah, because right. that's my favorite. But yeah. I mean, and there's also something to be said, like, I know that we've had the conversation of like, well, does somebody want a candle that like has some label on it? Like, doesn't that like somehow disrupt oh, their right. the decor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like if there is some, but like, the yeah. fact is, is that people have lots of things in their spaces always, and even like looking at the ones that are on the shelf over there, like there's nothing about the labels from this far away that's like. You wouldn't walk into a room and be like, oh, what's that candle that has an apple it on it? It still like, feels you, like, like somewhat neutral almost. Yes. Yeah. Like well, they're, they're just subdued, cute, like who but, doesn't want but a colorful. Cute, pretty little picture somewhere. And like, you know, I will cute. say I am it change this big is terrifying. Oh, for sure. And we are a hundred percent prepared and are we're aware that some of our customers are going to say I liked your old jar better. Oh, yeah. It didn't We're have any labels on it. That. And now you have a label on it and I don't have time to scrub off labels, et cetera. And that's just going to be part of the growing pain. Well, yeah. and then you can say, hi, you will not be scrubbing off labels because that's, that's grounds for me not selling my stuff to you anymore, <laughs> first of all. Just turn um, it around. I don't know. when people, I, As a person who owned a store for seven years and bought things from people, like... When and like I've had this conversation with Sarah, like when Sarah changed her body balm candle, she had like one random person often, right? And like you're you're the business owner, you're allowed to do whatever the hell you want. Mm -hmm. And if a store owner is going to suddenly be like, no, I don't like that, well then have a nice day. It's been nice working with you. 
Thank you for your support for however many years it's been. What other stores are in your area that I can mm. sell these to instead of you? <laughs> like, I feel like there was never a point where a vendor of mine, like, changed something. And I was suddenly like, I don't trust them. Like, it's their business. I buy their stuff because it's good and I trust them. And if I didn't trust them in the first place, why would, I had no business buying their stuff to begin with. So, like, if a store owner doesn't trust you to run your business the way you want to run it, you should feel fully okay with, like, walking away from that person. Right. You probably because don't want to work with them anyway. Yes. Right. Like, that is a person yeah. that is unreasonable and probably going to create other problems yeah. for you. Yeah. You'll be fine. You're going to lose some, we're but gonna, you'll gain more. We knew that we were going to sure. gain some because we were, were like, hopefully we haven't met 99% right. of our customers mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And so the ones that we do have are yeah. either going to love this. There are this. stores that have yet to even open. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they don't, then that's okay. But it, it was a kind of moment where we were like, oh my God, what if we, it's so scary. What if we make somebody upset about this? And we're like, well, then so be it. Right. That's, Okay. And I think that if you, I think that there's a point, it's as with everything, oh. like when you make some sort of change, if, if you're selling to 25 stores and 24 of them are like this, this that you just did bothers me, then well, then you think need about to reevaluate. That. Right. But if one of them does, or if three of them do, and the rest of them are like, these are amazing. This is fantastic. We're so excited. Thank you for addressing the issues with the lid thank you for addressing the issues with scent labels like those people are going to tenfold Mm -hmm. cover the sales that you lost from those three stores that were like we liked the plain jars that look like mayonnaise (laughs) (laughs) we liked it when our customers asked if it was mayonnaise (laughs) it was super fun for us i love that people are asking if it's mayonnaise the new label is a lot easier to apply because the paper discs uh, we were punching out with a badge yeah. type device. Oh, yeah. Now you just get rolls of labels, yeah. have the rolls of labels. And run applying them, them the is thing. like fun, you know? They're super cute. That's so great. And so yeah. that's part of our like b- scaling, making yeah. more product in the same amount of time is it's now it's easier for us to make these, to put the label on the product. They're super cute. Totally. Yeah, I mean, we made a bunch of those changes with our packaging that Emily helped me with. Um, and I think it's funny that uh, I had, like, all those new changes in effect, like, by the time that Steve took over that stuff. And I'm like, you have no idea how easy you had. <laughs> I made this real easy for you. <laughs> like, everything's just so simple now. Um, and packing is, like, a breeze. It's, I mean, it's also faster because... Steve's not as um, nitpicky. Yeah, <laughs> which is good, you know. Like, I I'm yeah. Too you need somebody that's separate from it that can just be like, it. I'm doing my job. Yeah, I'm supposed to put this in this bag and put this card with it and yeah. wrap it up and send it out. Like he can and you're still like, catch things oh, if I they're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Should it be like this? Should I get a different Stream- box? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to figure out how to streamline other things. Like, what's on your list to still Streamline. We or like are, make. we're like you were just saying, streamlining mm-hmm. shipping and packaging mm-hmm. is still um, priority for us because, like, we're like one of our goals is to sort of shift the ratio between our wholesale and our in-person retail mm-hmm. sales because yeah. doing shows is wonderful, tons of fun, and a huge amount of work. Yeah, yep. and we're only two people. 
And so we can't be in more than one place at the same time. Right. And so it kind of feels, feels like, like you you're are. in four places. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> occasionally, occasionally. But short of hiring someone to do that for you, yeah. uh, we're hoping that we would love to keep doing, you know, in-person shows, but we need to bolster the other parts of our yes. business. Yeah. yeah. And new packaging and shipping online sales are the obvious ways to do that. Right. And so this is an the whole impetus for this rebranding was you know in service of that goal right having more yeah being able to put yourself in front of more stores and getting them to um, but i mean people people post like un, what do they call them unpackaging videos unboxing, oh, yeah. unboxing. Mm-hmm. like we know we know that there's psychologically a huge component of our shipping and packaging that's missing right now that we are thinking about how to how to approach because that's it's just one more thing on the list that's going to be like one thing that makes us you know people want to buy online mm-hmm. so yeah and now instagram has that thing with the stories where you can easily share their um video or right. photo of them getting their thing in the mail and now you share it on yours so now other customers see what it's like when it arrives yeah it's so handy mm-hmm. um did you guys sign up for stockable i can't remember uh-huh. we sure did are you like your stuff is like loaded up on it or the rough launch uh-huh. all the like it's open it's closed it's open it's uh-huh. closed get uh-huh. off the server get on the server uh-huh. i was just like okay well the time i had to do it uh-huh. that window was short yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so now i've got to wait until i have time to address stockable again okay i didn't do it either um, it just seemed I, like I didn't it, have time to if the stars spend had aligned, on something that may or may not actually take off, yeah. you know, cause like, it's not as easy as just uploading like a CSV file. Like it's something that has to be cleaned the fuck up before you upload it. Yeah. Right. That's what I, I gathered like Where, there are dashes you have to delete and mm-hmm. this and that and yeah, it's yeah, we're not gonna, a just straight upload. So I'm right now I'm wrestling, and I mean, like, losing sleep wrestling about the idea of being on Amazon or not on Amazon. And there's so many pros and cons in both on both mm-hmm. sides of that list. Like, you know, do I want to be left behind if Amazon becomes the next Etsy? I don't know. Is don't, Amazon vetting it the way... Amazon Handmade's been around for a few years, and I'd say it's certainly not, right? I don't think the next Etsy is a thing that's ever going to happen. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think that that has come and gone and is done. Like Napster. Like, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, I just think like Napster. Most <laughs> I want, I oh, that. my God. We were just talking about Napster yesterday. I'll really? make this quick because Steve was um, pulled up an old hard drive, and he's like, there's this folder called Michelle's Music. And he opened it. I'm like, oh, my God, that's my old Napster music. <laughs> And talking about like how lucky I feel like so that I got to experience oh, yeah. Napster you were when I had a T1 internet line. You had a T1 because I was in college. Dang, girl. Yeah, Why we stayed we up so all old? night downloading shit on Napster. Yep. And then the best one, I was like, that um, when you download oh something God. you thought was a good download, but you listened to it and it did that little thing in the middle yep. of it because it was like a shitty file. Like every five seconds, they go, uh, mm-hmm. yep. And you're like, whatever, <laughs> fine. Anyhow, forget about Napster. Where were oh, we for Napster? Oh, I think that we're at a point where a lot of um, 
small micro whatever businesses have been around for like you know five to ten years and we did the etsy thing and whatever other etsy like things there are and we've settled into our own websites and yeah. like that that's where you should your goal well, should be to and people need to remember your website that when mm-hmm. etsy happened and we all used it as a way to start our businesses you couldn't give somebody nine dollars and have your own website like right, I, I right. paid fifteen hundred dollars for my first That's website, crazy. Mm-hmm. like because someone coded it and built it for me, and I saved up a ton of money. Like I wait, I saved up for a year to get my own website. And that's just not a thing that anybody has to do anymore. Like right. it, and people, I think people are like, oh, I wish that I could just jump on Etsy and like do that. And it's like, well, the Etsy happened during a time when that was the only way that you could get your stuff in front of people. And that's why everybody had a way. huge boom. Like that's why I was literally able to pay my studio rent via Etsy sales. But it was like like solving a problem that isn't a problem anymore. And it's like, why would you, why on earth would you have an Etsy shop now when neither of the things that were good about it exist anymore? The things that were good about it was it filled a void of you having a website. You don't need to do that anymore. Get your own website, Mm -hmm. build your own brand. Like, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you? Yeah. And then also it used to be that there was a community of maybe a couple hundred thousand people like not even and your stuff was amongst such a small group of things that like going on there and being like typography calendar 15 things would show up instead of 15,000 things Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so now there's garbage on there there's shit from china there's supplies there's materials there's vintage stuff they're like you are the tiniest little speck of grain of sand I haven't had in the Etsy ocean. Sale in probably a and month. when Etsy started, you were like one little stone in like a tiny pile mm-hmm. of stones. And everybody was like, oh, I want this one. I want this one. Like I would have Etsy sales streaming in mm. constantly for, ye- for two years. And... People want that magic to happen again, and it's just not. There's. I think it is happening for some people somehow because I know people. Yes, but that that is is not the norm. I don't think that's. I mean, I think that's. On Etsy? Yeah. um, Weird. Someone, we're going to get to her topic. She emailed us. Um, uh, Elise from Tidy Clutterings. Yeah. She does really well on Etsy. Yeah, I just. Nope, um, so amazing. If and that's she lived right. here, and we would probably have her on, but and she I just think moved to that California. That's great. Like Ugh. there's certain types of product that work really well in there, but at the same time, like I would venture to say, like, isn't there a difference between like I'm making X amount of sales and I'm just getting money in and and then also building your brand? Like I feel I think like you can start building a brand. On I Etsy. think people need to make sure they do both. Sure. Like you can't, I don't, I, I get nervous for people that like only have an Etsy shop mm-hmm. and don't have their own thing. Cause right. I feel like there's, you're going to plateau at a certain point. Yeah. But I've we heard have you more guys control over both, your brand on your own website. Well, that's the thing. Cause yeah. you guys have both said in the past that you've heard 
so many times that people are like, oh, I got it on Etsy. Oh, I see oh, it in print magazines absolutely. too. The source absolutely. of things is it's Etsy. Etsy. From Etsy. But nobody says, oh, I got this on Shopify. No. Or I got this on Squarespace. I got this on Big yeah. Cartel. Yeah, yeah nobody no. says that or Equid because that stuff is completely background and mm-hmm. it's right. brand forward, even though you're, you were also talking brand about drop forward, shipping. That's such a good term. That's what Shopify is to me because yeah. Shopify is more, it's, it's just a mechanism. Because well, so we're not the, what were you saying about Etsy? Like we're the product and right. with Shopify, we're the customer buying their product that they're selling us. Mm. Right. Because we're paying way more for Shopify services mm. than we are for Etsy services. For sure. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I did the like math once and I think that Shopify, once you get over a certain amount of sales, that Shopify does actually become cheaper because you're not Ooh. paying Shopify a percentage of For your sales. sales. You are paying a credit rate. card right. fee, but, but that's, that's the same, same anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the way it is everywhere. Um, mm. I want to, now I'm like totally addicted to brainstorming this Amazon thing with you. Okay, I have questions. Have you looked to see what other handmade candle vendors are on Amazon? There's many. There are many. Mm-hmm. Are they in the same price range as you? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're competitively priced. Okay. Um, do you know any of them personally that you can Last time I checked, reach no. out to? Mm-hmm. Are there any others in Chicago? I don't know. Okay. You can talk. You. The only direct connection I would have to this is that Josh, when Josh was working, still working at Snowgram, they had started having stuff on Amazon. But like Amazon for real, not Amazon handmade. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I know it. that I know that he has feelings. We talked to someone both positively and negatively. Not about on the podcast. Who told us that they did well on Amazon? Which who? um Mohop. Oh, that's true. Not not shoes, but bags. Bags. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, one of a kind sheep was yeah. telling us that, right? I met yeah. an artist at Ravenswood Art Walk that said you need to get on Amazon. She said she does great there. Hmm. Is it something that's um, small enough of a commitment that you can try it out for like three to six months and yeah. then decide and see how it goes? In fact, I signed up for it. I paid the fee and then I was just... There's a fee? Yeah, what, at the time when I did this over a year ago. Okay. And I was just overwhelmed, never began, and so I canceled it, and they gave me the feedback. Oh, wow. Well. But when we did uh, Renegade in Pilsen, there was an Amazon employee mm-hmm. who came over and was like, hey, have you a done child. Amazon Handmade? <laughs> he was, did you say? <laughs> it was yeah, a child. Like a teenager. It was a child. And I was just like, That's oh, cute. hello, uh, can oh, I get you some grape juice? I'm sorry. You, <laughs> you so were great. born when I was 26 years old. Yeah. Thanks. Aww. No, literally. Yeah. So I was... <laughs> Just a, another, mm-hmm. you know, f- way to remind me about Amazon Handmade. Um, and it, apparently the f- way you upload your products is simpler. And my only desire is to get, you know, when I look at my Instagram analytics, it's all Chicago with a blip of New York and a blip of Austin, Texas. And I know on Amazon, I'm, if somebody's searching for something and they stumble upon me, I'll find a customer who is not going to be searching right. for me in any other way. Yes. That's um, uh, okay, I'm still thinking, 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 Amazon. I mean, I hate how things look on the listings. Um, that's a, mm. um, I, I put five products on it when I first signed up, but that was um, the first year you and Seamus and I shared at Renegade. What year was that? 2016, 
15? Okay. So it was a while ago. Um, and I had no sales after a few months. And I'm like, why am I, like, I don't need another another thing to care about. Because that's how thing. I felt about Etsy. I'm like, why am I feeding this thing when it's yeah. just already dead? Who cares? Um, <laughs> and I've heard a lot of horror stories about, like, reviews and oh, expectations. Yeah. That's the main reason um, why I closed my Etsy shop, like, two years ago. Was because, well, not because of reviews, but because of the convos that people would send me uh, like the thing like well a copyright infringement that's number one absolute like 98 percent of the reason why i'm not on etsy is because they don't give a shit about me being stolen from constantly by their users um and i was like why am i putting my work on this platform that is directly related to like pretty much every single time my work gets stolen it leads back mm. to an etsy shop every time um but then it was also like the people like just the constant barrage of messages on there that were like hi can you make this i love this card can you make it have my brother's name on it and i'd be like absolutely it's gonna be 45 dollars and they're like why would anyone pay 45 dollars for a card i'm like it has your brother's name on it <laughs> like are you on drugs like of course it's going it's not going to cost four dollars yeah like it's already cheaper than any card that you would buy at walmart i think she thought it would cost and then i had people literally like people always wanted a custom quote they wanted their the song lyric they liked can you just do this in my in the song lyric i like that's for my wedding and i'd be like absolutely it's 150 dollars what I thought it would be $12. Why would you think that? But see, Why would that, you think that? The customer perception, though, is one thing that we've been sort of like wrestling back and forth with, with Amazon, too, mm -hmm. because when you hear the word Amazon, even if it has the word handmade after it, it feels business. you are still imagining Amazon, mm -hmm. and you're still thinking, oh, the A to Z return policy and the ratings right. and the it'll customer service. Right, it'll show up tomorrow like, it'll be at here tomorrow. four in the morning. So I'm like, yeah. well, that's not the way we work at all. I mean, I think people treat small businesses like online orders like that already. Mm -hmm. Like I think yeah. people treat like, I know that I have that element of like, you have policies on your website and they say clearly like, this yeah. is our turnaround time. This is when we ship things. This is how they're packaged. This is what shipping costs. And you still are met every once in a while with somebody that's like, they don't read that. They don't care. They're so used to buying things on Amazon and having something literally show up the next day. Or the same and then day. why, you know, and then three days later they get a shipping notification and they're like, this just shipped. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, my turnaround policy is three to five business days. So it actually shipped early. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this isn't Amazon. And if you want it to be Amazon, like you're going to buy a lesser quality product and yes, you'll get it tomorrow, and it was made in China. Congratulations. That's your choice. You're that's where to do I wonder that. where there's going to be an overlap of confusion on the customer right. side. Like, right. are they going to expect something because it's Amazon? For sure. I, I don't know. but I think some people will, and some people won't. I, like, I've only seen a few Amazon handmade listings, and it doesn't feel different enough from a regular Amazon listing. Mm. To make so it I feel clear. like someone could. Yeah. Okay, like. Um, the thing that I find annoying when I'm looking for some dumb thing I need on Amazon is um, finding out that it's uh, Prime Pantry. Oh, and you have to buy something else to well, ship in the same so box? Well, 
No, apparently they don't do that anymore, oh, but I really? thought they did. Because oh. um, I actually have <laughs> a delivery coming today. Um, no, it's a monthly fee now for Prime Pantry, but I'm doing like a free trial. Whatever. Oh. I don't have a car. It's how I get shit. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, but like, uh, I wonder if someone's searching for candles right like have you done a search just to see like where the handmade things come up yeah and if there's a little thing that says amazon handmade so that when they're you know you're going through and looking for prime versus all the other whatever things like um can you filter for him? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like I, yeah, I don't know. wanted. I don't know either. Because I feel like I'm programmed to like filter out mm-hmm. Prime Pantry for the most part. Um, uh, well, yeah, because you want to assume, like, as much as we can quickly assume, like, oh, there's a bunch of people on there that are going to be like, "Where's my stuff tomorrow morning?" And there's also a ton of people that just because they, you know, don't live in a major city where there's a bunch of craft markets or just because they don't have access to like cute little local boutiques like doesn't mean they're not sitting online going I'm really trying hard to like support local the way that I can Mm -hmm. like there are people that live kind of like in the middle of nowhere and like shopping online is how they're able to find cool things that come from other cities and come from handmade makers and stuff like that like if the nearest thing to you is a Walmart like that doesn't mean that you're not trying to support local businesses and shopping online is a legit way to support mm-hmm. independent businesses. And if Amazon can help that reach get farther then like, if there are ways that Amazon is helping that person go, Oh, well I'm looking for candles, but I don't want shitty candles that are in a pack from China. Like I want, like, how do I find good? Like, how do I search that? And if it's easy for people, well then, should then maybe that's should helpful. we be focused on, you know, doing SEO on our own websites to avoid having Amazon be the middleman for when people are searching for that kind of stuff? Is it right. is our time better yeah. spent developing our own website so that we come up when people search? There's also something to be said for. I mean, I know that I'm probably in the minority, but like. I tend to be the person that, like, if I find something, oh, like, yeah. I've found things think, on Etsy. I think that you might be in the minority oh. on that. I was going to say, I find, like, I've, I've found things on Etsy, and I will specifically go and see if they have their own website. I, I will I not. I think most people I will are not buy dedicated. it on Etsy if there's the available option to buy it directly from no, them. No, same if here, I see, but that's because we're us. Right. Yeah. But, may, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a thing. I don't. No, I don't think people understand or care as much. Because like, know. if I found something, I've done that before. Like, I actually just bought new notebooks from a company that I had previously been buying them through Amazon. I bought them from the first time on Amazon, and then I was like, I bet this company like exists somewhere, and I could buy this shit directly from them. Why am I buying it from Amazon? And sure enough, I went, I found their direct website, and not only did I buy the notebooks that I wanted for cheaper directly from them. They sent me like a bunch of free shit. Like I got a coupon for my next order. They sent me like, who knows if that, like that didn't come with my Amazon order. Right. It came from a distribution center that like goes for their, that fills their Amazon orders. So like I ordered it directly from them and now I'm like, well, I'm ordering from that. I'm never going to order those on Amazon ever again. Yeah. It just, it just begs the question though, is, is Amazon going to become a curator of handmade 
items sure or not. are they just running the long tail where they just yeah. stock everything yeah. that's the second made because it's a business the second one and sure. so if Money. that's the case if that's always <laughs> been the case with amazon is that they've they you know started out carrying all the books that borders right. didn't carry because they right shelf space was like, infinite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and so if that's going to be the case with handmade too then are we going to be found are we going to come up when people search? Like but Something you just said made me think about the diminished experience when you open a box from Amazon versus when you yeah. open a box from us. But aren't you packing the yeah. individual hand? Not from Amazon. Really? You can send them a dozen candles and yeah. they do but it. But you don't have to. Correct. But when we make uh, a sale on our own website, we uh -huh. package it with a s adorable freebie. Yeah. We write a little note. A little note. You know. It's got a card in there. Yeah. It's and like, the way you, it doesn't if, have an Amazon tape on it. If Amazon right. fulfilled mm -hmm. it, none of that would be the case. Would you have Amazon fulfill it? Depends on the volume, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's less work. I don't know. Like, I, I want to say try it because I've definitely done other things for like a year or two and closed them down and then found that my website now has more sales. Hmm. So that is totally a thing to and just do short term it's I'll interesting too to think like it's got to be different product to product like, right like mm -hmm. michelle putting her jewelry on there than, yeah. i like there's no way i mean in a million years you could not pay me enough money to have me put my stuff on amazon but yeah. that's because i have design stuff that's like gonna get stolen and like i want control over it and the it makes me nervous mm -hmm. just to think about it. Mm -hmm. And it also, like, why would that... Like, nobody's, like, searching for... Greet I mean, there are people, but, like, nobody's really searching for greeting cards on Amazon. No, That's not so. a thing. But candles is a thing. And if... I mean, there's the potential there to, like, creep into a market that you weren't before mm -hmm. reaching. And, like, you know, why wouldn't you What kind of information it? do you get on your, like, Amazon handmade page? Like, is there an opportunity to put a link yeah, to can your you put, website? Yeah. Does it have, like, a bio area? Does you know, it we have got, any profiles? I, I dug in more to house when yeah. we were listed on there. Yeah, yeah. And their thing was, like, don't to your own i believe it was like this is this is your yeah etsy house. used to have that rule too yeah. but i think they got rid of it yeah i'm not quite sure well i have my <laughs> website on my etsy like i what would be the reason the for selection. not putting your website on there keep them on amazon keep them on but like that yeah. benefits amazon not you right right, right. like it's an amazon rule. Rule. Oh, oh their rule right got it, got it, got it. so what i'm thinking now is um uh, how many products do you have currently? Uh, like 21 close to 20. times three. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, right. 21 fragrances okay. in three different versions. Um, like, would you say you have like a top, um, 10 top or 15? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say top 10. Uh -huh. Okay. Put those on Amazon. And if there's a space, I don't know, like you could or wouldn't have to write like view the full the selection full on line, my website go to our oh, website. because yeah. mm -hmm. um like emily was saying when she searched for those journals she realized that oh, like there's other stuff. yeah also you could charge more on amazon yeah, yeah that's, that's clearly what people do, do because that yeah. the times that i've done that where i've poked around a little more the price has always been cheaper on that mm -hmm. exact yeah. on their website mm. it's even if it's like a dollar 
or they'll or they have some sort of promotion that Amazon doesn't have. If right. it's not part of Prime or it's not I'm not getting discount shipping on Amazon, why the hell wouldn't I buy it directly from them mm-hmm. when the shipping is free when I spend fifty dollars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Amazon's mm-hmm. not offering me that. Make it so that your website is still the it's always better, the better option. option. Yeah. yeah. That's how like with wholesale ordering wholesale from me is always the better option because I offer discounts. Yeah. that you wouldn't get through Indigo Fair, although they offer like 60 days net, yeah. which Returns. I'll never do. Um, so like you, you have to pick which one, which benefit you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I, I don't know. Try it. We, we won't like talk shit about you for being on Amazon. <laughs> I will. No, I won't. I, um, I think you out. try it and you either like just use them to get more visibility online and then shut it down and, you know, convert some of those customers over yeah, to your to own website, people, yeah. which is a real thing that happens. Um, or it's like awesome and you keep doing it and you use that money to move out of this Space and get a bigger Knock space down that or wall. whatever. I thought you were going to say, move out of this dump. No. <laughs> <laughs> move out you of this shithole. You know I love this place. <laughs> this shithole. Um, also, I'm thinking about <laughs> how... You just moved into. <laughs> you're saying you can see where um, your shoppers are coming from on Shopify. It's mostly Chicago and Austin. Um, something that will happen when you start getting um, wholesale stores across the country is you'll notice those um, the cities those stores are in are going to come up on your so like my top cities are all cities Uh. that have multiple stores or even like a store that just orders a lot Mm -hmm. so I always get like Milwaukee on there San Francisco San Diego Pittsburgh those are always the top cities and that's the most exciting thing about the next quarter for us or third of the year is that i really pushed pause on soliciting new wholesale accounts when we realized we were going to really do this whole repackaging so i stopped soliciting new accounts in march and in a few weeks i'm like going to be ready to yeah start going for it good time i mean like um if you're gonna do it in a few weeks i feel like i'm a little late actually not for holiday um like so I know from last year that Indigo Fair wanted my holiday stuff up in September, and I didn't have it ready till the first week of October. Well, so I'm gonna have, have it ready in September for this year. Until October, anyway, like at the earliest. So like even right. people who've like been placing orders and like people don't bigger stuff like yours like stores they don't, don't have space they don't for have space it, yeah. for it. So they're no. not ordering that far in advance. Mm. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's not, this it's not like strong. calendars, like it's, you don't have to follow the stationary rules. There right. are, there don't follow rules. the stationary rules. Stationary Literally rules? right now, um, I should be doing mom, dad, grad mm-hmm. for 2019. Mm. I should already have holiday cards and calendars wow. done and in stores. And you have, have to stay really Valentine's still in one place while you do it. And Valentine's wow. Day, yeah. And Valentine's Day should and be I'm already printed and photographed and up on the website. God. And then mom, dad, grad would be right now. Mm, that's early. And the, yeah, it's yeah. a full, it's approaching being a full year ahead of itself. Wow. Um, but it's like, <laughs> I think this is the perfect time. You email everyone, um, come up with something like if you get your order in by this date, yeah. I'm going to make mine the end of October. Um, you get some, like I can do free shipping because shipping is under $15 usually. 
I, you guys probably can't, but come we up with something. Yeah, you. Could, I mean, shipping um, for you guys would be a huge sell that would, because that it's or like a discount product. on shipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be free, or if but it's something over yeah. like a, certain a order deadline. Amount, you get free shipping, and then email them again. Like, make it a long enough period of time, like a month, where you email them at the beginning, and then you give them a, a week's ish notice. Like, hey, the holiday deadline. Call it a holiday order deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to hear that because they're doing a million things. Yeah. Um, it, and as much worked, as you feel like you're again. bothering people, like she always says that, like how much time, how many times should I order or talk yeah. to people and email people? And I was like, honestly, it's I, just an email. Oh my God. Email me as much yeah. as you want. Like, please email me. Cause my brain is like, you know, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like, please just remind me, please just send me things. And like, if it's not. If I've told you no and you keep emailing mm-hmm. me, that's yeah. one thing. Right. If I've literally said, oh, my God, thank you for sending me this, and then two weeks later you're like, hey, j- like friendly reminder, this, like we'd love to get you an order in by this day. Cool. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you for emailing yeah. me. I totally forgot. I'm going to do it right now. And then they just place the order. Like, I'm, I was never like, oh, my God, if you email me one more time. <laughs> right. Like, it's like I have to remind myself, it's so easy to just delete an email. Yeah. Like, if they want to be polite and not tell me, please stop emailing. Yeah. They just delete it, right. whatever, or filter me out or whatever they do. But, like, I just sent out probably 60-plus emails on Tuesday and the whole time in my head I have to say just do it it's not a big just deal send it. just, just an email. send it it's, it's fine you never know like I'm repeating over well, and over yeah. you never know and also if you send out 60 emails like and four of those turn into orders fucking great yeah. turnaround yeah. like that's an yeah. awesome rate of return if you send out six emails that might yeah. that you're probably not going to get it's much zero, that. yeah. But if you send it out 200, like you might get 15. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, and it is. Ju- it's just an email. Yeah, and I do send them all individually because yeah. I'm a crazy person, and no, I'm I worried so. if yeah. I send them with Mailchimp that they'll well, get filtered. Well, people know when you get. Like, yeah, I appreciate that you're like I know what store yeah. I'm talking yeah. about. Like, I still get emails about selling stuff at my store and I'm like my store closed a year ago thanks for looking that up yeah I try to like, pay attention don't wow. like check try your to list. pay attention check to your that. list and yeah. know like that your email well, store follow, that doesn't exist anymore I just follow all those stores yes. on Instagram follow, yeah, so I see when they close and then I make a note of my mark spreadsheet yeah. but I keep the contact I don't know why you never well, know you never know. You never know what's gonna happen um, next for them okay events yeah. Uh, Emily and I don't actually participate in a ton of events, but you guys do how many a month? Oh, how many did you do, like, in... Um, how many are you doing this week? Yeah. How many, <laughs> how many are you at the... Well, today's the last day of August, so how many did is you it? do in August? No, it's not. August Tomorrow's. is slow because I Tomorrow's I the last day of August? I think today's Thursday. Time. Oh, it's the 30th. You're right. Today is Thursday. I know that yeah. Saturday is the first because right. I have the flash Saturday sale. First. Yeah, Hello. August was a relatively slow. And then what number are you gonna say for us? It was really slow, and 20. we did forty-two shows. Go ahead. I took we took 20. two weekends off because I was at camp. Uh huh. And how many double digits? He's gonna pull no. it up and count them. Mm. Not double digits. No. Oh, oh. that's shocking. Okay. Well, in the whole year, we do like sixty to seventy events. That's all. Yeah, it's usually. I don't think I've done 60 to 70 events in total. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> like in my entire run. As I thought Beautiful. we were crazy when we did three events in May. That, that was bonkers that's to me. Crazy. You're crazy. We did five events in August. Oh, wow. just five. I'm shocked. That was a really slow month for us. But in September, we've got. Oh, God. Do you have one, events two, this weekend? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, but next weekend's Renegade. Right. Okay. How many in September? Eight. Eight. It's still not as okay. many as I was thinking. Yeah. I was imagining like well, 16. They just <laughs> did one yesterday, so I assumed they were doing three this weekend. I got to make candles. I mean, yeah. so you've learned a lot um, and done tiny one-day things, one-night things. Two hours. Two hours? Yesterday's show Yesterday's was, two, was hours. two hours. And it was adorable and easy and low so impact. You commu- Shocking you to me. You commuted longer than yeah. you were there. Two hours. You know what? We made, as Worth many, it. we made as many sales in those two hours at the office building than we did in four days at Water Tower Place. Okay, mm-hmm. well... I mean, that compares. That was an exception to yeah. the And it's all about experimenting. Yeah. We didn't know. And we didn't yeah. know what that two-hour day at that office building was going to be yeah. like. Yeah. But yeah. we've also, like, over the course of these two years of doing all these events, really learned to, like, shift our expectations of the event based on the kind of event that it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we first started, we thought they were all going to be the same, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And so... We've learned Can you tell lot. everyone that, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's crazy different. Like, we, we don't, we've learned that we do not do well at festivals that are focused on food. Hmm. Period. Who does? Mm-hmm. And cool. I, yeah, we if, if you know someone, yeah, have them on the podcast. People that sell food. Okay. Ask the masters, I bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, well we want like a, we would want a non food person who does well. Oh, at yeah. Right? Not, not us. It's not us. Who's and then. That? Like the street festivals, we like different neighborhoods are gonna have a different kind of crowd. Yeah. And you know, a two-hour show in an office building is gonna be completely different than the adorable Westlake Market outside, you know, in the restaurant parking lot where people are excited and motivated. And it's not a walkable neighborhood; they have to go there for that market. And it's they're all so different. But we've had good luck gambling on these new markets that are brand new. Um, we did the Chicago Artisan Market. We were, yeah, yeah. We were like you guys were our neighbors, neighbors, mm-hmm. buddies. buddies, and it was. I was that just like, okay, crazy. guys, this is legit. You did a mm-hmm. good thing. I but have you heard from anyone other than us that have Opposite those feelings? thoughts? Yeah, I. You are the only other person I've talked to that Same. had a good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we had good vibes on our corner. Yeah, and maybe that was it. I bet Carl's Craft Soup sold out. He always sells out. Oh, okay. It, that was a food-heavy event. It was delicious. Um, I don't know. Somehow somehow we did good. Yeah, this little Riverpoint market was lovely. I can't wait to find out what Covet's like. You know, it's just like throwing everything against the wall and seeing what mm-hmm. works. And then when you find something that works, you go all out. Like our first show of hands, we were just like, okay, right. let's sponsor the next one. And yeah. now we're like lifers. <laughs> we're going to well, just give you as much. Yeah, that was key for us was like keeping track of each event yeah. and because we, yeah, we would forget what, but mm-hmm. yeah. you know what was it like what was the vibe who else was there did we like it would we do this again mm-hmm. and keeping a really good informative spreadsheet to you would that, have to with that also, many events mm-hmm. i don't need a spreadsheet also kind of realizing <laughs> who you're like what the market is like and then like kind of catering like what you bring mm-hmm. to it yeah. and how yeah. much you bring and yep. like how you sell and what you know i think i get that feeling with a lot of 
show of hands vendors where I'm like, I want people to realize that like, if you've only done show of hands, like there's some people that do show of hands and it's the first show they've ever done. And then they go do another show and they're like, Oh my God, I was not prepared mm -hmm. for that. And I'm like, yeah, cause every show is completely different. Like, Oh yeah. You're like, you're going to be supported in a different way. You're going to be next to different people. The vendors are going to make the experience different for you. And the crowd is going to be work. completely uh -huh. different. Yeah. Like your setup might be totally different. And I think that some shows like you guys might make a list of like, these are shows that we love and are great and fantastic. And we would, do forever and ever and ever that like I would never do or I'd go and be like I made no money at that like and so I think that that's the tricky part of like trying to gauge from other people's experiences yeah. like what shows are yeah, there's no one show there's no yeah. answer yeah. like when somebody says oh my god show of hands is the best show ever and I made seven thousand dollars in two days like that doesn't that doesn't mean, mean that everybody that did. And right. that certainly doesn't mm -hmm. mean that everybody did. That's mm -hmm. like six people that did that. Like, and, but then at the same time, like you have to know what it means for you to have a good show versus a bad show. Like it means very different things for different people. Like oh, some yeah. people need cash money. Like they need to make X amount for it to be worth it. Otherwise, what's the point? Never doing it again. Terrible. And then there's other people that are like, well, I didn't make a lot of money, but I met these people and it was good for marketing and I got a press thing out of it and I met a store owner. And then other people have a combination of those things. Like, and I think that it, de it depends very much on like your attitude. Like mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like don't, it's the same as with selling at a store. Like when you, like people want very much to be like, okay, here's my stuff and it's great and everyone should think it's great. And if you tell me that it's not right for my store, like you're telling me that I'm terrible and that's not the case. Like things just, sometimes things aren't right for things. Like yeah. sometimes he's just not that into you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just the way it goes. And like you can't put all your eggs in one basket and be like, I spent X amount of money on this show and then I did it and I didn't make my money back and it's terrible and I'm never doing it again. Like, yeah, we learned that you like need to for do us, lots of shows yeah. and think and about types, why and different types and, of shows. Right. Because like for us, like a farmers market, we learned really fast that that wasn't necessarily, you know, the kind of show that would make us a lot of money. Right. But mm -hmm. it would get us in front of a community where and we could brand meet recognition people, brand and recognition, meet, yeah, and then we could direct face. people to the shops in their neighborhood that sold right. our candles. Mm -hmm. right. So for us, it was much less about how much money did we make, yeah. but it was like how many people did we get to meet yeah. and you know, what impact do we and make I think in their some neighborhood? Some people need to realize, like, you, like, if you don't do shows, like, if you're just not a person that likes doing shows, don't do shows. Right. Like, you don't have to. You don't, yeah, you don't have, have to, to do yeah. shows. It's not a thing. It's not, like, and there are, there are some people that do show of hands, and that's the only show they do. Yeah, and great. there are some people that do Renegade, and that's the only show they do. Yeah, and then there are people, people that do... 20, 30 shows a month. There's people that only do street festivals. There's people that only mm -hmm. do high-end indoor markets. There's people that only do the one-of-a-kind show. So, like, I think that people get real pressured into feeling like, well, this person over here is doing shows and all these jewelry makers, and I'm also a jewelry maker, like, they're all doing shows, so I, I had better do what they're doing. And, yeah. like, that's not necessary. It's one like, thing to share information, but yeah. you can't use the same roadmap And I think that if you, if you do a couple shows and you're just like, this is not for me, like, just be and okay just, with yeah. it's not for you. Yeah. Like, 
there are definitely people that especially like again people that are in show of hands like there's sometimes where i'm like this is not right for you like <laughs> you are miserable like you don't like talking to people like every once in a while there's somebody that just like sits behind their booth and like doesn't it interact makes it so much worse and you're just like you're doing like, this to yourself yeah, like yeah. you're you're sabotaging yourself yeah. You are saying that this show isn't successful for you, and then you're sitting behind your booth feeling anxious and nervous about selling things, and then guess what? You won't sell things because you're coming off as, like, a person that doesn't want to talk to people and doesn't want to sh- talk about what you made and where it's from. And, like, you have to be a salesperson. And if you're not that type of person, you either need to hire somebody that is... Mm-hmm. Or just be okay with not doing shows and figure out a different way to market yourself and a different way to get exposure because like it doesn't it doesn't have to be craft shows mm-hmm. like and there's there's so many different kinds of shows now like there's like these night markets that are very much to that a certain type of audience there's these long bigger shows that are two and three days there's little teeny like two hour shopping events in offices. Like mm-hmm. there's so many types of events now that it's like you either got to do what you guys did, which is like, let's commit to this for a year and just do throw shit at the walls and see what sticks and know that we're not going to go full steam forever doing mm-hmm. all these shows. Um, Cause no one's going to be able to give you the magic key. Like no one's going to be able to say yes, do show of hands. No, don't do covet. Yes. Do artisan market. No, don't do this farmer's market. Like it's you're not, even if it's somebody that literally makes the exact same thing you do, Mm. you're it's their experience versus Mm -hmm. your experience and Um, show to show sometimes, like sometimes people have a really good renegade and then do it the next year and it's terrible and then they do it again and it's great again yeah. like you you it's fluctuation in the economy it's fluctuation in the neighborhood it's the fluctuation weather. in the trend mm-hmm. maybe your shit's trendy right now mm-hmm. like who knows yes yeah um so like the last time we met with you guys you showed us your spreadsheet and we were joking about how shows. we thought you would be <laughs> doing less shows do you have thoughts on next year? Like, are you going to do the same amount of shows, more, less? Where, where I mean, having you, the space is kind of a game changer. Yeah. Because, like, on the one yeah. hand, you now have so a place to do a bunch of fun stuff, mm-hmm. so maybe less shows. But then you also have more efficiency and, like, yeah. That's way more higher productivity. Maybe, it's, maybe you should do more shows. So the thing <laughs> is, is that the, the, the big new piece of the pie is classes. Okay. Yeah. And so from strictly a revenue standpoint, mm-hmm. we do shows because we need to keep the lights on. You yeah. Know? We need to sell candles to keep the lights on. And so, you know, uh, a weekend show could be the same as X number of classes. Right. Yeah. And so maybe when we figure that out, because like there's almost no shows in the first three months of the year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe people will want to do classes in the dead of February. For I sure. know I would. Let me yeah. get out of my house and go to somebody else's place and be yeah. warm and smell nice things. For mm-hmm. sure. And so ma- that'll be a part that will help inform the reduction of shows. Yeah. Also, you know, looking at this year, last year, and 2016's calendars, and these are the juggernaut shows that we'll always want to participate in. Maybe they don't make sense sometimes, you know? Like we uh, skipped Sing Erasure because Wicker Park Fest is a very important show. Yeah. And like there was nothing, my favorite band is in town. I didn't see them two nights in a row because I was, I chose to do Wicker Park Fest. 
And maybe there's other festivals that we'll choose not to do because we've got classes that are, yeah. you know, we're building a, you know, more engaged client base or this is a different kind of revenue that's a little more easy to earn because we don't have to set up a tent and stand in 90 degree weather and melt, have candles melting in the sun. And we're oh also, my God. <laughs> How have I not yeah. thought about candles melting? Oh yeah. All it's, the time. it's a real thing. Yeah. Shit. On our applications, we request to face east and or north. Oh my God. Because if we face west, game no over, sense. unless we're next to a tall building. It's like, forget <laughs> it. We also can't be near a generator or anyone who sells dog snacks because our tent either the fills fragrance. with monoxide yeah. or dog snack smells. There's all these like... <laughs> just dog snacks, not people snacks? No. Dog just, snacks. We were next no. to a dog snack vendor at uh, last year's market days and I could not figure out what that smell was. I thought we were over a sewer grate. And then oh I was like, no! Oh my God, was it like all natural dog? Yeah, thing? they were yeah. they were amazing for dogs, yeah. but when it's next that to a candle, for it's sure. like, no. yeah. yeah, but I would request to be next to the dog snack. <laughs> there be all the dogs. dogs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I still got to. Pet That's my why we show. would put a dog bowl out at Renegade. Yeah, but um, cool people like Rick Bayless trip Rick over. Rick Bayless tripped over our. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah. We started count. We had we a counting. We had a bet going at the very beginning about. I think we I both, won. You won. Yeah. We had a bet <laughs> going about how many people during the course of the show would trip over the water bowl. Wow. Um, and so we all like guessed a number. Um, I think you guessed like thirteen or something. I guessed a high. And it like was like highest. It was like closest without going over yeah. that kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and there's a fourteen. Fourteen. I think fourteen was Rick Bayless. Let me. I think, um, how do you search hashtags? And like the whole time, he came into the booth and him and whoever he was with were looking at my stuff and like the whole time I was like. No, he was number four. He was number four? four. There's a hashtag. No, it's 14. No, four. Number four. (laughs) Fourteen. Four. He was that early in the list? I, I, thought it was that. I thought it was like way into the show. There are more posts for our hashtag Rick Bayless. Then Rick Bayless was there. Um, but he, I like the whole time I was just like talking to him and then I'd kind of look over to be like, does either of them see that I'm talking to Rick Bayless right now? (laughs) And then he walked out and like, as he was walking out, I thought, oh my God, he's going to trip on the, he's totally going to kick the water bowl. And then he did. And then he kind of like looked around and then like, I waited till he got out of earshot and I was like, Rick Bayless, (laughs) Rick Bayless just kicked the water bowl. (laughs) It was like our own, our only celebrity sighting yeah. that time. I missed him. I missed. I've yeah, missed, you missed I've him. I've missed seeing Rick Bayless every single time. Like he was in Blick. every single time. Yes. Every he was single. in Blick like a few times. He's very when stealth I was, like, like that. In the office or having lunch or something, and then I'd come out and they'd be like, "Rick Bayless was just here." Like that's happened to me He's every stealth. single time. He's wow. very, yeah. He flies under the radar. Mm-hmm. He's one of those people that like you see them and you're kind of like, "Who is that?" I know who I, that is. He has, he's has my favorite cooking show. Yeah, his show on PBS. The one about WTTW. Mexico. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mexico one plate at yeah. a time. Mm-hmm. My he's favorite just very unassuming. Show. Like there's nothing. He's you know some sometimes famous people are like walking around with this like air of like I'm famous. Pay attention to me. And he's just like a guy. Yeah. So is and Art then Smith. you see him and you're just kind of like. Oh, I, I know, know who that is. And then it clicks in your head and then you start <laughs> to freak out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I had that um, experience with Jeffrey Bear 
anyone else? I don't know who that is. No, he has um the like tr- <clears throat> Chicago travel shows on WTTW. Mm. Oh, I um, know him. Like um you know like history of Chicago and um stuff. He came to Little Street to drop his little girl off at camp, and I was just like, like oh my yeah. god. <laughs> <laughs> And That's that was awesome. a million years ago, and I still talk about it. <laughs> we should get more famous people to come to Show of Hands. How do we do that? Mm. I don't know, but you should definitely get Jeffrey Bear to come to Show of Hands. Well, no, I'm trying to I get... I think he lives in the area. I really want Marcus Lemonis to come. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Sure. That's, a, that's, my, that's my goal. Just Marcus Lemonis, if you're listening Peter. to my podcast right now, which I know you are... Ask Peter and Nina. I know, I already, she said that she won't invite him because she doesn't want him to come and yeah. buy the show and, and turn it into, like, ah. a corporation. And I was like, there's no way in hell, he, he would be like, you have so many problems. He'd, yeah. say, he'd draw like, me a chart um, and be like, you're not, you're, making any money. you're not making any money, <laughs> fail, very cute, like, nice try. <laughs> and then yeah, you still like, want it to come. I know, I totally want him to come. Because <laughs> I'll be like, give all of these people your money right now. Give all, walk around, give them all like a little nugget of wonderful business advice, buy something, and then take a picture with me and then leave. <laughs> That's what I, that'd be my like ultimate Marcus Lemonis experience. And then I'd be like, thanks for not being a prick. Yeah. Because I feel like all those business shows or like I've makeover, r- like fix your business kind of shows, like there's, there's always this air of like, I'm so smart and I'm the best and like you should listen to me and but like, He's just, I don't know. There's something about him that's just like. He is take it or leave it in a way yeah. that he respects his own time. Yeah. Like, He's great. like, look, I'm here for a reason. If you want my help, I'm here to help you. And if you don't, I can leave. Yeah. And then people are like, Meh, I have feelings. And he's like, bye, I'm out. <laughs> I don't care about your feelings. I'm running a business. He doesn't care that's about That's why your I have feelings. millions of dollars, because I don't give a shit about your feelings. Do you know what he says when people say they have feelings? What does he say? No! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I am leaving. Um, so Renegades next weekend, mm-hmm. yep. Emily and I are going. We're yeah. totally going. We're going on, on Saturday morning. Is that your birthday? No. Oh. When's your birthday? The 13th. Oh, okay. Um. You know what else is the weekend after that? Ravenswood Art Walk. Oh, right. Oh, that's the following weekend? Uh-huh. Remember when that used to be in, like, October? Why is it yeah. so early they now? They move it around Oh, my God, time. they move it There's around. no consistency. The weather was I horrific. think that they were, yeah, they were doing it in October, it and it just, like, first rained weekend. out yeah, every, every year. Oh, my God. Somebody, the first year, well, last year when we did it, was the, I think the first year was in September. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think so, too. Because I were remember like, it was, like, the same weekend as Renegade, and I'm like, well, that oh. was stupid. And people were like, you were so lucky this is when you started, because this show is always a horror of weather. Yeah. Oh, we were in a parking lot one year it, in which it, it started flooding yeah. in the center, and we all had to like Move get our to stuff. the perimeter. No, we left. We Ugh. got flooded out. It was me, Katie Mills, and Marco, and Katie like rescued us, carless, oh driverless wow. people, oh <laughs> with our stuff, <laughs> and we just like the let worst. the parking lot fill up with water and left. Oh, can I say something for other people who do outdoor shows? Mm-hmm. So I have done. Peace be with you. Here's my yeah, go with go with God. Go with God. <laughs> my thing that drives me nuts is so we have 50 pounds on every corner of our tent in mm-hmm. these bags with, that are velcroed to the tent legs. Yeah. 
When we did Edgefest, this wind picked up out of nowhere and destroyed four tents that had no weights whatsoever. Ugh. When you see people hanging onto their tent because mm-hmm. the wind is blowing, I'm like, every regulation for every show that has an it says outdoor. you must wait these yeah. tents. And these just and there was this um, advertisement. There was this big board that had you know a bracket on the back to keep it standing up. There was nothing to keep it from falling forward, and it fell over four times. It could have killed a toddler. Oh it God. was absurd. And so when Star Events gave us their, like, how was the festival? I'm like, why aren't you checking people's tents? You're like, enforce tents? your regulations. Yeah, because, like, seriously, a giant tent flying through the air could kill somebody. I mean, honestly, they need to be careful of that kind of stuff because the fact is, is, like, the minute somebody decides to get, like, OSHA involved, like, mm-hmm. you're shut down. You don't get to do events anymore. Like, they, the, it's amazing to me that they're so lax with that yeah. kind of stuff they're like i'm terrified of that shit i'm terrified of insurance of do you think of course in everyone? Okay. yeah for sure okay. i mean for sure and but that doesn't mean that they also don't make all of you sign like a waiver that right. says if mm. your sign falls on somebody it's your problem you get yeah, sued not right. us and so we're always you know ready for whatever and then the, the wind started picking up and the tent next to us was like can i bungee cord my tent to your tent because I don't have any weights and I'm like like you could have brought your own weights okay sure it was just bizarre (laughs) I think we um the year me and Cindy shared together we were next to you and Marco and you tied to our tent yeah we all tied up (laughs) just because we're friends and yeah safety and numbers yeah why not because they had two tents I usually I mean at Renegade or any of those outdoor shows like I almost always like ask the people touching me and I cable tie all of our mm-hmm. poles yeah. together. Because why we not? shared concrete blocks yeah. and stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I oh. put our walls down at the end of the night, which makes tying to your neighbors impossible. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Hmm. Outdoor shows I don't, make me I stressed don't, out. No, I don't miss that. It's been nope. a while. <laughs> it's stressful. It's been two years. Since I, I mean, I kind of find it poetic that, like, my last experience with an outdoor show was that drunk guy collapsing onto my booth display. Gosh. Because that was, like... That's like the beauty of. Uh, no, we did Renegade after that. We did? Yeah. What was wrong with me? Wait, are you serious? We had already signed up for it. Is that true? Yeah. We did oh Square Roots and then we did Renegade. And then we did Renegade right yeah. after it? Mm-hmm. Was that the, And that was with Seamus? Mm-hmm. That oh. was our last outdoor event. Well, I'm a glutton for punishment then. And we swore, like, the whole time we were there, we're like, this is <laughs> this it. This is we're it. We're never doing the it last again. One. And Josh did not believe you. He did not believe me. <laughs> But I made but it, it was. true. I made it true. We swore. I that know. was it. He still does think that, like, at some moment, I'm just going to be like, I applied to Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. So we'll find out. Um, we'll see what happens. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna record an episode somehow. Yeah. At Renegade. I don't know. Yeah. We well, not like. I don't know at if we're gonna do Renegade, it at Renegade, but we'll probably do it right after. after? Like we'll either. I don't know. We'll find somewhere around there, or we'll go somewhere. Yeah, and we record. have some brainstorming to do. That's but we're going to talk about Renegade, basically. Yeah, like people cool. booths that we like a constructive visited critique. and mm-hmm. like shout out people that we were excited to see. Yeah, like um, new trends and booth displays and stuff. That's, That's cool. what we're thinking about right now. It's hard okay. for us to see the rest of the show when yeah, we're in so the we're show. Yeah, so we're going to see it for people. That's great. And be like, we'll tell you what's yeah. good, and then we won't name the people that. No. We're terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I think we There's nothing ever that's terrible. Mostly the issues that I have are like redundancies. Where I'm like, didn't I just see this? Well, I don't know if we need to call that out. No. Because I don't yeah. want to like I mean that's not interesting. Yeah. 
it's going to be less about Renegade, the organization, and more about the individual. The individual. individual. <laughs> yeah. That you saw. yeah. Well, and I'm excited about it because looking at the list, there's like a ton of names that I don't recognize. So I'm excited to see, like, instead of it just being like, oh, here's a bunch of people we know, like, it'll be cool to see some stuff that maybe I've never seen before. Stay hydrated. Right? Is it going to be it hot? Is so, it's just such a humongous It's really big. Yeah, it's so oh. huge. 400. I'm just, like, I'm 100. looking at the list and I'm like, how am I even going to find my spot? Jeez. You'll find it. Yeah. That's you figure not, out what that's street you're hard. Oh, I know, yeah. but I'm just like looking. It's just overwhelming to yeah, look at the it's map. Pretty big. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Okay. I've never um, shopped like the whole thing. I've given up halfway through. <laughs> oh, I've shopped the whole thing. Several so this will be interesting. It's yeah. a lot. I mean, it's a full, it's a full day. Wear comfy shoes. Like you can literally be there all day and not see everything. Um, so do we have any last minute? Last thoughts? Yeah, last thoughts. About life? Yeah. Lessons learned. This is going to be the longest episode we've ever recorded. Wow. Oh, wow. gosh. I'm sorry. You better no. Cut it. Cut okay. it off. Nah. Thank you for coming yeah. over. Thanks oh, for having yeah. us. It was cool to have you see the space yeah. finally. And we, I, should just, we should just record here every week. Yeah. <laughs> you're they're you're like, welcome we to need it. To they're work. like, we got shit to do. <laughs> can you get out of here? We can have you wick jars. Yeah, we could do labels <laughs> while we record. Labels. We can yes. put labels on jars. We can be the people who pay to put to do work. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a weird thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I had a thought a while ago about making sure we end each episode with, like, I don't know. A positive nugget of wisdom. Yeah. But well, I got to say, the thing that is propelling our business is our desire to keep on making amazing candles. I absolutely, and I didn't know I would love it so much, mm -hmm. but once we started. It's not dollar, like, dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking, and every time like there's, I, I'm reading all these like fragrance blogs and fragrance newsletters and I signed up for the fragrance museum in France, like learning what? more and like, <laughs> I want to go to Gras someday and like mm. work in a perfume school. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is so cool. And just the combinations of scents and finding out the latest trends. Cause you know, there's a Pantone color of the year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are trends in scents too. Yeah. And like trying to keep abreast and learn about it and who's the, you know, best manufacturer of high quality fragrance oils in America and always doing that research. It's just, it's always changing. It's always keeping us on our toes. And I don't know, the success of like people wanting to buy it continues to surprise and delight us. We're like, oh, you still want to buy this? Okay, great. Well, I'll keep making it. Here it is. Yeah. I've got it for you. Yeah, it's very good. It's exciting to see, like, there's nothing better than seeing, like, fellow makers kind of grow in whatever way that they're wanting to grow. Like, if it's new, moving to a new space or coming out with a new product line or, like, getting rid of something. Yeah. Or, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, when somebody's, like, like, look, I'm just doing this. And it's like, yeah, do what you, you know, like yeah. make your choices. Yeah, whether do it's what getting you need to do. rid of a store. Right, or if it's firing a client a or like finding new, you know, Those or like completely quitting yeah. wholesale yeah. or like totally starting wholesale yeah. or like shutting down your Etsy store or like starting Amazon Handmade. Like it's, it's movement. Like there, it needs to be movement. Growth doesn't mean getting bigger. It means getting better. Right? Yes. Yeah, there it is. Nugget and also, and your definition of better 
is your own. Right. Yeah. And everybody's like, got a different idea. Don't worry about idea. everyone else's idea of what better means. Yeah, I'm competing like, against the person who I was yesterday. That's it. Right. Like, compete against yourself. Mm -hmm. Compete against, mm -hmm. like, who who you're, you know, like, what isn't working. Like, and what's exciting what is the bigger, the bigger we grow, uh, the more opportunities we have to like lift the people that were in our artist community. Right. And like, you know, hiring Sarah Mimo to make our laser cut signs, hiring yeah. Jenny from Three Letter Birds to make this incredible art. Um, you know, working with Christy Ahe on custom ceramics, working yeah. with Steven's mom on custom ceramics. You know, the, the ideas and the partnerships is like, oh, this is so cool. Now that I have this level of, right. I you can know, offer this to right, other I people. Right, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this, and like it just feels so cool. Like we always, we always talk about artists who get, oh, how much you want for that? Forget it, you know. And like yeah. talking to Jenny, and she's like, all right, we'll do this, and I'm like, cool. I get to like pay artists. This is amazing. Yeah. I love this. Yes, yeah, you get to support. I mean, Michelle and I talk about that a lot, where we're like, we want, we want to be able to make more money so we can like buy all these cool things from people and like spend it in the places we want to spend it. Like we're not, mm -hmm. neither of us are like, we want to make a ton of money so we can like buy a new plasma TV. Like I don't <laughs> give a shit. Yeah. Like I want to be able to go to show of hands and like drop a thousand dollars. Like I want to be able to yeah. like, be that person that like is constantly, instead of just being like, that's cool. I love that. I really love, I want you, I hope you do well. I want to be like, here's $25. I'm purchasing this. Continue mm -hmm. on. Like I want to like, put my money where my mouth is yeah. and like as your business succeeds like it's more people that are putting energy back into that community totally. and that's always amazing to see I love yeah. it it's good I'm very excited about your new space it's we extremely fun and it's, you'll yeah, it's totally perfect keep us posted on classes and yeah. other events show and we'll get to see all the new so all the candles with the new labels will be at renegade that's right that's mm -hmm. their, <gasps> their debut oh that's okay. exciting okay okay so yeah do you have anything you need to promote quickly yeah this episode will go up uh, right before renegade happens yeah, yeah come check out the new yeah, art at renegade. See all the new artwork on the new jars and um, if you subscribe to our mailing list you'll get the first notice of when the classes are available mm -hmm. nice edgewatercandles.com Yay. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks again. Right. Thank you guys. Yeah. Um. Oh, I. Last keep words. Keep remembering to remember to tell people to join the Facebook group because we haven't had a ton of new signups recently. Mm hmm. And I think that that's probably because I don't mention it at the end. <laughs> so people hate Facebook. Also. I. You know, I hate Facebook too, but I just log in to look at, at groups. The groups. I know. Yeah. Me too. Same. There's it's that good. little like shortcutty thing yes. on the side. Yeah. yeah. So I just ignore click everything on else. Those. Just go to your own. Yeah. Go I don't like follow groups. people or look at a feed. No. I don't either. I just, <laughs> it's terrible. No, I don't either. I wish yeah. I could have seen her face when she said feed. feed. It was like, Ugh, Ugh. Feed. Well, it sounds awful. <laughs> I don't have a feed because I don't follow yeah. anyone don't or like anyone, anyone yeah. or have friends. So you don't have a feed bag. No. But yeah, the the Pancake Town group is. Cool. It's got, I mean, we've got a solid group of people in there. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And it's nice because there's like, there's been a lot of like recommendation requests yeah. for things and like people asking about shows and asking about like just business related tips and stuff like that. So I think it's really, it's good. It's a I resource. Feel, it's a safe place. Yeah. Mm hmm. I like it because it's not 
There's no, like, nobody's been a problem. There's nope. not, like, I mean, knock on wood, we say that now. But We've only had to not let one person in. <laughs> <laughs> who we're not going to talk about right now. Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know them, but, like, you know how you can see, um, like, the other groups that people are in? Mm -hmm. So, like, when you apply, you can see that, and they were, like, pro-Trump things, and we're like, you're not going to like we were, it here. We were like, so, is that okay if we're like, no. <laughs> well, no, because it's just like, you're not going to like it. No, it'll be a weird This isn't what place. you thought it was. Yeah. And they, yeah, we'd probably be upsetting someone unnecessarily. Like, I guess if you're a Republican, fine, but if you are in a you're actively, I love Trump uh, Facebook yeah, group. Yeah, you're actively you're, loving Donald Trump, we're allowed to say no to you. haven't listened to the podcast, yeah. for sure. Oh, and I'm okay right, with being the person right. that says, Unless you did listen to the podcast, and now you want to be in our group to say something shitty. Yep. And either way, That's the answer. you don't want to be in this place. It won't it's be just, fun for anybody. No. Right? So, yeah. that was the only person we did. <laughs> so so un so don't be in a Trump group. No. Leave the Trump group and then sign up. <laughs> sure. Because we can see that shit. <laughs> okay. Why did we have I'm to dead. end on a politics note? Okay. Damn it. We're gonna say goodbye now. Thank you, Mark and Steven, yeah. for Medwater Candles. Thank you guys. Bye.